Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. Today we will be uh, recording episode 47, talking about some various superstitions in different countries and cultures. And our goal with our uh, episode today is to help you um, save yourself from any embarrassing or uh, moments that might bring you bad luck in other cultures. So we hope to help you out here, and uh, I think it will be an exciting episode. Without further ado, I bring you my awesome co-host, my buddy Jared. What's going on, Jared? Hello. I laugh, Chad, because this is not about embarrassment. This is life or death situations here. That's true. You're 95% right. of these superstitions involve involve, or else you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> that or your family member is going to die. Right. So you're right. That's Someone's dying. <laughs> right. This is not about some simple, ooh, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did this. It's like, oh, well, now mom and dad's dead. Sorry about that. I <laughs> right. didn't tuck my thumbs in as I walked past that cemetery. Exactly. Maybe you stepped on some cracks. <laughs> Speaking of superstition... The other day I was uh, driving home from work, and uh, so it's all through this. It's all essentially through kind of the, the city, essentially. Not through, like, the center city, but it's in, like, city driving. And um, if you time it right down this one street that I go down, I take this street for, uh, like, second street for a good part of my drive. Mm-hmm. And um, if you time it right, you can hit the lights pretty well. And so I, we, I was hitting the lights pretty well, and I was going for a bit. And I noticed this car next to me that was going past me. Going at a pretty good clip. And um, people always drive fast on that street, though, so I didn't really think too much of it. And we were going for a good bit uh, down this road because it's a long road through the uh, through Philadelphia. And um, I this car's slightly in front of me, and I look up at this one intersection. And just at the at, at, next thing I know, I see this. It's green for us, and I see this Honda Civic coming the other way through the uh, red light, like through the other, through the uh, crossroad. Just mm-hmm. not even slowing down, just casually going through. And I'm, I look, and you, you ever have that driving moment where it's like, you, you're like everything almost slows down, and you're like thinking at a bunch, at a at like about a bunch of things at once. You're like, huh, mm-hmm. that Honda Civic should not be there. And it's like, wait, one of us is gonna hit this car. And um, next thing I know, like I'm thinking all this stuff, and next thing I know, this, um, this, it was like an Audi station wagon just t-bones mm-hmm. this this uh, Honda Civic. Perfectly, oh, like when I say perfectly, I mean the and because it's city streets, you couldn't even like the, the they couldn't even see it. Like there was no time to slow down. It was just perfect oh, timing no. into the side, and uh, it was it was shocking to witness. In like, and obviously I slammed my brakes and I avoided it and I was fine. But I, I was like, don't worry, everyone, my car's fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Everything's okay. <laughs> anyway, back to this T-bone. No. Um, and so it was just shocking to witness uh, in the because it was the other just, people all right. I didn't. I didn't even see. To be honest with you, I don't even know where the person in the Honda Civic was because the person in the Audi, I believe they might have been jarred a little bit and maybe mm-hmm. soreness. This is all just conjecture. But right. um, oh, sorry, I need to. But uh, I, I got ambitious before this episode started fucking with my sound, with my mixer. That was a big mistake. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, and so um, the person in that, so it also it showed just safety improvements over time because this this uh, Audi was maybe like a 2012, you know, pretty new car, mm-hmm. and uh, the front was banged up pretty bad, but you know the airbags deployed and they were still, you know, the shape was still retained of the car. This Honda Civic, the one that got hit squarely, was just like it looked like a tin can. <laughs> like, 
because it was like a 90 it was like from the like a honda civic from the 90s it just got destroyed and that is the person i would have been worried about because that was the driver's side door that got hit so but i didn't see the person but luckily i didn't stay around for too long because luckily as we uh, uh, uh literally a fire truck was going by as like in the cross section as it happened and just pulled over and obviously you know did fire fireman stuff right nice well, I hope so those it was people good are right. That's yeah, crazy. I did too. But it was, it was, it was, and so that was like five minutes from my uh, apartment, and for the rest of the drive home, I was like hyper cautious, like at every green light, like slowing down and looking, like uh, okay, right. okay. <laughs> and it just made all, all week because this happened actually on Monday, but um, all week I've just like you know as I drive home, I'm just more hyper aware because I just you know it just makes you think that uh, like because that could if that Audi wasn't there, it would have been me because like. It, the the way the like it just and it was just like man, like no matter how f- like like no matter what you do to like you it's just that was unavoidable and it just makes you think sometimes when you're driving, where it's like oh, sometimes yeah. you like shit just happens and there's literally nothing you can do about it. Well, the Honda Civic could have done something about it. Obviously, they ran right. a red light, but like for the person in the Audi or me who it could have been, there's like oh there's nothing I can do at this point. You just have to slam into this car. Right. Yeah. That's what that's what happened to me uh, a few years ago. When you came to visit in East Lansing, we went to go play soccer. Remember, I got in a car accident. Oh, right. That Friday, right. And I was I was uh, getting off the exit to go to where my apartment was. So I was maybe I don't know five miles from my apartment, not even that far. And uh, I go to get over, and the guy in front of me slammed on his brakes because there was like a pile up at the. Uh, like off the exit ramp, right? And I ended up like skidding and hit him. And that whole time I was skidding, I was like, <laughs> "I'm dead." Like, like, well, it's been a good run, yeah. And time, time, like, it froze a little bit. And and I, I weighed my options because I could have swerved, but like there was a huge drop off, like down a hill with a bunch of trees, right, right. And I was like, mm. and you know, <laughs> even though time seems like it goes slow, then you only have milliseconds to right. react. Right? Yeah, this so, is yeah, happening in the matter of. Two, two to three seconds, like the slamming of the brakes, and and I'll end that time. You're like, should I go, ver, swerve? And I was like, no. Then I'm gonna go into a ditch, and who knows what's gonna happen there? Like this person just gonna have to take it. Yeah, right. and it's like, uh, and, and then it also in that moment is like a little bit of like, god damn it, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm about to get in an accident. <laughs> yeah. Yep, and that'll shake you up for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still, whenever I'm in a car and a car in front of me, like hits their brakes a little hard, I always, like, <gasps> tighten up. Right. And, like, Dude, the yeah. worst, I think even worse than that, because um, I usually have confidence in my braking, you know, when that happens. Um, although I will say I did peek on my phone the other day and had to slam on my brakes, and I felt like a fucking idiot. But um, <laughs> it was, like, in a stop-and-going situation. I was rolling. It was so dumb. But anyway, the worst for me is when you, when you slam on the brakes in enough time, and then you look in your rearview mirror, just hoping the person behind you, like seeing the person right. behind you also slamming on the brakes, like, please, please, one, react quick enough and please tell me your car mm. brakes well enough not to hit me. And you're just watching like, please don't, please don't. It's like, okay, good. Right. <laughs> you didn't hit me. Right. <laughs> That's always the worst for me because then at that point, there's nothing you can do about it. Right. For sure. I yeah, saw that happen I mean, to me the other day and I was, and uh, luckily they like swerved around, but I was just like, oh my God. Cause like I I had no time to move because I had like I was inches away from the car in front of me, <laughs> right? And I was like, oh please! City driving's got to be pretty crazy in Philly, isn't it? Uh yeah, I mean, I, from I, I've driven in a couple cities. I've driven in New York, I've driven in Chicago, I've driven in Philadelphia. What other big cities? I mean, those are the three big ones I would say in, in the U.S. And Chicago and, and and New York are different level. 
right. um, I, I'd say that Philadelphia in comparison to those two is a little bit more chill. Um, but it's still, it's still, ha- it's still turns you into it like, you know, I, I'm from the Midwest where it's just mostly open roads. I'm not saying there aren't aggressive drivers there, but like, um, it's just, it's just easier when, when there's more open roads, less stop and go and less, you know, tighter streets and all that stuff. So yeah, it turns you to a slightly more aggressive driver. Um, but I would say that it's, it's not as a, it's not on the same level as Chicago or New York where it's like, it's just no, no respect for anyone else. It's just you do what you do to, to move around. Like there's still some, some etiquette when driving. People let people in sometimes in Philadelphia. You know, right. it's not just like you, you got to do what you got. Like you got to force yourself into every situation. It's not like that. Okay, <clears throat> good to know. I've driven in Chicago a few times, and yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan. Yeah, me neither. It's stressful. I, New York. Fan. New York is terrible too. I mean, and New York's even worse for me because I at least kind of know Chicago because I've been there more. Uh, so New York is just a freaking shit show. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know why I insist on driving to New York. I think it's just cause I, I, uh, I don't know. I just always insist on driving if I can. Um, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. I've had a very a traumatizing week. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, this story is not traumatizing at all. It's not even a story. Um, you, I, I actually really want to ask you this as someone that's been in, uh, taking music lessons essentially all your life, I would assume. So uh, Christmas is a, is approaching, and my piano teacher has been giving me Christmas songs. Damn it! Okay. I meant to go. I meant to bring down my um, my uh, my binder with all the Christmas music because I don't. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of exactly how many Christmas songs I have, but she keeps on giving me more and more stuff, and I don't. I, and at this point, no exaggeration. I have so anywhere from four to six Christmas songs that she's given me within the past couple of weeks. Christmas is in a month. And I, and, I, and I don't know how to tell her. It's like, I, I like your enthusiasm, but there's no way I can learn all these songs in a month. And so, she, and so like, you know, we have lessons once a week. And she'll be like, did you, did, like, how many songs did you practice? And I'm like, I practiced this song and this song. She's like, did you get to this song? And I was like, I mean, I just don't have enough time. Like, if I want to give all of them enough, adic- like, if I want to give all of them adequate practice time, I just don't have time to do, like, this many songs in a week. Plus keeping up with my scales because I have to do scales every week, and then these little like fing- like there's I do exercise books, but I kind of put those to the side when I'm learning songs like this. But I still do mm-hmm. scales in this one exercise book that's like hand like hand exercise stuff every week, mm-hmm. and it's just like I, like I I'm gonna be spending like five minutes on everything if 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 I do like <laughs> every single song that you, and it's just like I don't know how to tell her like you need to chill on the songs, right? Well, I Christmas I had a similar- month away. I can't right. do it. <laughs> well, now it's only now it's only what twenty four days away. Exactly, my dude. and she stresses me out for. I was like, "This is for me. I'm not who am I? I'm not even playing for anyone except for. And if I am, it'll be for some retirement home. But still, it's like now you're stressing me out, and this is my thing. I like what? right. And I'm happy to learn Christmas songs. I love learning songs, and some of them I love. Love, but it's just so many songs. And she's doing it because she knows I love learning songs too. That's why I also kind of struggle to tell her to slow down. Because it's like I can I, see the enthusiasm in her face. <laughs> right. Well, well, I, you might just want to say I would give her realistic if, – if you want. Some students don't tell their teachers their practice routines. I think you should, even if you're slacking a little bit on your practice routines because I've been there too. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I it's would just tell her you're – hard to you're bring tr- up like, hey, listen, I have a podcast. 
Like right. I gotta, I got other things I gotta do here. <laughs> right. Well, you can just say you're really busy and uh, be like, which song should I prioritize? That might be a good way where she realizes, oh, he's busy. Right. I probably shouldn't give him any more Christmas songs. Um, I'm also learning some Christmas stuff uh, on guitar as well. Um, every year, it's funny. End of November, beginning of December, I'm like, oh, he's going to go, all right, I'm going to learn all these Christmas songs. This is going to be great. And then, like, by the 15th of December, like, I have, like, maybe two under my belt, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, no. (laughs) I'm done with this. Well, that's another thing. Um, My piano teacher is recommending I buy this one, like, book of this. It it seemed like a good book uh, for, like, Christmas songs, but I don't know how to tell her. It's like, I'm not that into Christmas. (laughs) Like, she's, like, a, you know, kind of a religious lady. It's like, how am I going to break this? so she must love Christmas. She does love Christmas. She also invited me to, like, her church's, like, her church won a, I think it's either Pennsylvania or maybe it's a more local award, but they won some sort of award for the best light uh, show, like Christmas light show, and like at their church. And I, she, That's she pulled cool. it up online. I mean, it's intense. It's a, even like, even like I knew that they deserved to win. Just she showed me a video of it on their website. I was like, just a production of this video alone. I was like, who made this? James Cameron. <laughs> I was like, what kind of budget you guys got on this? Like there were drone shots and like what? That's crazy. Oh, for sure, it was insane, bro. Like it was okay. well produced and like great music in the background. I was like, damn. It's like just this video alone. But yeah, it was a and so like she she loves Christmas. I was like, I don't even know how to break it to you. It's like, listen. It's like after Christmas is over, I'm I'm happy dropping all these Christmas songs and going back to learning some list and Bach. Right. I was like, I don't I don't care this much about Christmas. The only reason I really want to do this is to get away from my family when we go to my grandma's house for Christmas and just sit at the piano and play Christmas songs in the background and people find it soothing and be like, oh wow, Jared. And really, I'm there just like, go. this is just so no one has to. I don't have to talk to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. I saw a hilarious video the other day of uh, somebody somebody posted it on Facebook. It was their their boyfriend or their husband. And they're like, they asked him to play piano, and he's playing Piano Man. And it looks like all the family members are kind of like drunk or tipsy, and they're like singing it really loud and exuberantly. <laughs> and uh, and then it zooms in on his face, and he's just like, like God help me, like, please save me. <laughs> so I thought, yeah, that maybe was that's good. one fear I should have. It's like, hey, like if people start making requests, it's like, listen, right. I know like six songs, if right. that. Have you not been? You clearly haven't been listening. That I've been cycling through the same three songs for the past <laughs> four and a half hours, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but I think you have the right uh, the right idea that you should just get down a certain number of them because my my problem is sometimes is I'm so excited to learn a bunch of new music, I just try to learn too much at once, and it's better to learn in small chunks and actually be able to play three pieces really well than six right. pieces really bad. That's what I'm a, that's what I'm afraid of. Is that I'm gonna like. Like spend too like like not spend enough time on any of them, and then only be only kind of know all of them rather than know two of them really well, or or you know, or two or three of them really well, and right. and that's and and just knowing learning, ha- like half learning or you know partially learning four or five songs almost does nothing for me. You know what I mean? Like there's no right. satisfaction in that. Mm-hmm. And because right. I'm not, I don't want because I don't want to also because I don't want to keep learning it after Christmas. I barely want to learn it during during Christmas, so it's like. Sure. <sighs> but I, I do like learning some songs. Like like for example, I learned Amazing Grace a, a while ago. That's a good song to have in your back pocket oh, nice. at all times. Sure. It's easy. That's that's a good one to have. I, I don't remember it, but that's I need to refresh that one. 
There anyway. is a good one. You need, I would also suggest uh, one other thing about Christmas too that might be easy for you is um, is also just see if you can find like some chord charts for like jazz versions of Christmas songs. That right. might be cool and easy to learn. Yeah, then you, yeah, then you're just more just riffing on the chord progression or whatever. Exactly. But yeah, what yeah. were you gonna say? Sorry. Um, no, that's it. That's all I had. How was your how how what day is it? <laughs> I'm sorry, how's your weekend? But it's a uh, how how is teaching been? I haven't. I feel like I haven't heard about those weird kids. I, they're not weird. I, I don't know why I said weird. No one ever called you. I for I I take it back only because I know some of them listen and, and Chad never called you guys weird. Uh, that's me. Calling no, they're, they're good. Weird. They're good kids. Teaching's <clears throat> been going well. Uh, last week we did some um, Thanksgiving themed lessons, so that was good. How much do uh, Czech people know about uh, Thanksgiving? Well, before I had educated and enlightened my students, they knew that. Uh, we ate turkey. Yeah, they. A lot of them thought it fell on the final Thursday in November, which yeah, is understandable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's understandable. Um, and yeah, then that's, that's about it. Uh, they they don't know about the historical significance. Um, I don't remember if I mentioned this in the podcast or not, but you know that uh, Abraham Lincoln was the one that actually yeah, started. Did. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I talked to them about that. Did you mention re- the uh, Pilgrims and the Native Americans friendly relationship? I did. Okay. And I, in some in some of the classes, I also talked about King Philip's War. I don't even uh, know about that. I've never heard of that. So so King's King Philip's War. Let, let me educate you, Jared. Yeah. Uh, King King Philip's War was the, the the son of Massasoit. So Massasoit was the original chief of the Wampanoag tribe that um, you know helped out the uh, the the Pilgrims. And so um, there were a lot of rising tensions between the Pilgrims and the Native Americans over time. And then after Massasoit passed away. And his son, I don't remember his Native American name, but the Pilgrims called him King Philip, um, or Chief Philip, um, got in a war with the Pilgrims, uh, I think about 40, 45 years after the first like Thanksgiving feast in 1621. And uh, of course, the war ended up you know, wiping out the majority of the Wampanoag tribe and other surrounding tribes. Um, and it, yeah, it wasn't a happy... Uh, festive relationship like the wow. uh, like they teach us in elementary you school. You know, when I hear King Philip, I was for some reason expecting a. I don't know what. I don't know. That, that's actually exactly what I was expecting. But it it is. It's always like, oh yeah, that is what happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So so, but we talked about that a little bit. I also had to show them Thanksgiving food. I told some of them about the fried turkey. And they were not impressed. They like a lot of them made like faces of disgust. Like when I was like, "Yeah, some people eat fried turkey." They were like, "Ew, fried turkey." Yeah, what? I don't. Uh, their opinion means nothing to me. They <laughs> <laughs> they they know nothing about Thanksgiving. Like, okay, <laughs> when's the last time they had a fried turkey? Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna listen to someone that's not even had it. Right. Uh, yeah. No. And, don't knock it till you try. It. And also, let me clarify. Turkey's by by far not one of the lower meats on my list of meats. Like, it's not even one of my favorite meats. It's just the right. meat that you're forced to eat. And if I'm gonna eat a a turkey on Thanksgiving, because that's what we do, I rather it be fried than just a standard oven. Even though my dad can oven, my dad knows how to cook. He he does it as well as you can. It's mm-hmm. not dry and shit. I still rather have the fried if that's an option. As far as yeah, I really want to try fried turkey, but I'm not just gonna buy like a turkey delicious. on a random Wednesday and fry it up in my backyard. <laughs> right. I don't I don't live in Kentucky. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so we talked about Thanksgiving, and that was good. 
And usually I just teach with PowerPoints because I, I don't want to like print off a bunch of paper. And, you know, I just have the students write in their notebooks because right. I feel like that's definitely a lot more environmentally friendly. But for these activities, I, I printed off some handouts. And you should have seen the look on the students' faces because it's one of the first times I've brought like paper handouts. A few students like had this look of fear, like, oh, no, are we getting a test today? <laughs> and so after they asked Pop me quiz. that, right, <laughs> after they asked me that, that was on, I think, Tuesday or Wednesday. The other classes I taught the Thanksgiving lesson, I walked in and I go, all right, are you guys ready for your test? And some of them realized I was joking. Others like looked terrified, uh, which made it even funnier. When I was like, I'm just kidding. Like, it's just a simple, like true, false little questionnaire. By the way, that would be a fun episode. Tests and, and, and uh, exams. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. You, have you ever given a pop quiz? Actually, I have not. Okay. Not yet. Would you? give? Uh, I don't see you as the pop quiz kind of guy. I think, I think it depends on the cast. What? <laughs> Are pop quizzes antiquated? Not, not really. No, okay. I feel. I feel like first of all, the fact that you're causing your students so much anxiety already puts them in like a like a bad place to succeed. I've had teachers that seem to enjoy that sort of like oh, no, like that fear that it puts into students. Right. One thing I think would be hilarious that like I would love to do one day, Mr. Is, Ambrose. I'm talking about you. <laughs> I'd like to give students a. I'd like to give them two versions of a test. One of them's all C. One of them's like A B C A B C A B C. That's terrible. That would be pretty funny. But yeah, we should we should do an episode about tests and quizzes. That would be good. Um, I had a teacher that um, he gave us a, 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 a in-class... It was AP English. This is Mr. Ambrose. And he gave us an in-class sort of essay situation thing to do mm-hmm. on the first... On like one of the first days. Not Maybe not the first day. And he left the class. Oh, it was a test of some sort. He left the classroom and just walked out casually and we kept taking the test. And... Um, and uh, and like thirty minutes later, some, one of us randomly looked behind us, and he was on the fire escape, looking in the window, watching us, <laughs> oh <laughs> looking to God. see if anyone was cheating. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, luckily, we had heard from older students that he does that, okay. so uh, don't fuck around on that first test. So we knew, uh, mm-hmm. even if so, no, even if someone was going to cheat, they knew not to. But um, <laughs> it was just so ridiculous hilarious. to witness. That's so extra. <laughs> a, a, a man in his forties standing on a fire on a fire escape, like with his hands up to the window. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the second floor, by the way. This is <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> yeah, wow. you had to climb up. <laughs> I saw I saw this picture online of this kid taking a test, and his teacher left the classroom, and then one of the tiles on the ceiling came out. And the teacher was looking down oh at the students, god. and she made eye contact with him right after he oh was my like, god, that's creepy. somebody's paper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wait, but that's that's that seems uh, that seems way more dangerous. Oh, Only for because sure. I've seen the office. I've seen like when they uh, they go up there, and then they just immediately right, fall, fall down. <laughs> exactly. Or like when the fi- remember that episode of the office when the building's on fire, like when there's the fire drill, and uh, mm. I don't remember her name, but the the small blonde haired one throws her cat up. And it oh, falls Angela. out. Yeah, Angela. Angela and it yeah. falls out uh, on the other side of the office yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's such a hilarious show. I was actually showing some students in one of my uh, extracurricular clubs. We were watching um, highlights of uh, Jim and Dwight's pranks on the office, and they were cracking oh, yeah. up. With the obviously um, the uh, legendary. Um, what is it? Uh, Jello. Oh yeah, the stapler of the Jello. That was the original. That's a one, good one. It? I like the one where he uh, he wraps all of his his desk and everything in Christmas wrap, but like his chair is like unscrewed, 
and he walks in, he goes to sit down, and the chair falls apart, and then everything else falls. I like um, w- one of my favorites was when he um, like uh, trained uh, when he trained him with the mints. Yeah, that was good too. <laughs> that was good too. Or the one where he uh, he uh, hits he complains to Michael because he hit his head with his phone. And then uh, Jim was like, yeah, I kept putting nickels in his headset. And once he got used to the weight, I took them all out. That's just so good. <laughs> no, that's, I don't remember that one. That's hilarious. <laughs> there are a lot of good ones, that's for sure. But yeah, do you, uh, do you have any snow in Philly by chance? Uh, no, we did get, you know, they talked, we, I don't know if I mentioned this, but there was the, um, the way snow seems to happen a lot here in Philadelphia is not like is not like um Michigan. Michigan once winter starts, it's there just until about March. It's just right. there. It's there. Yeah, Snows yeah. might not always be on the ground, but it's it win- winter is always looming from essentially December to March. In Philadelphia it's not really like that. Like there there's more like like yeah, it might snow lightly from time to time, that'll happen, but it's more of these like it snows and then it kind of messes with the street for a couple hours. And then um, it, it usually it, – because the weather tends to hover around the 30s. Okay. So, it, so it's never fully cold enough to have anything sticking for, like, days or anything like that. Like, I remember when I first got here, the first maybe year or two that I got here, we had a legitimate snowstorm. And, like, to the point where it was, like, you know, like a foot. And then the streets were, were messed up for, like – a good bit, but that's just because they're t- they terrible at at plowing this 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 uh the the streets. And it was like a, it was like it snowed one day for like a like a lot, okay. and um but yeah, so it's never really like like you it's never really that big of a problem here. So like it'll it it might be annoying or or like mess up a drive for a day, but then usually by the next morning it's fine. Oh, nice. Okay, interesting. Yeah, here we uh we actually have some snow, and it is uh definitely beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Oh yeah, you're getting into the uh, winter spirit. Yep. But today I had a I had a choir concert this morning, and uh, right. it was yeah, and it was literally ice. So I walked out, and you could have practically ice skated out of my apartment, like to the church. Slipping I went on to. gator piss. Yeah, and so I uh, I had my I had my sheet music in this like black folder. Uh, because I don't have it all memorized, and half of it I don't think I'll ever be able to memorize because it's you know it's all <laughs> Not in with check. That attitude. <laughs> that's true too and i almost <laughs> fell and just dropped all my sheet music thankfully uh i don't know maybe years of skateboarding and playing hockey is have helped me with my balance but why uh, is that so enjoyable to watch though i mean it's one of the most embarrassing things to happen to a person but also it's so hilarious to watch and um like you don't like whenever i watch someone slip i feel bad for them and i'm not laughing at like like i'm laughing with them even though they're not laughing you know what i mean <laughs> like like i do i always feel bad for them there's always empathy like oh that could be anyone i'm i'm not like oh what right. an idiot but right. I, <laughs> but it's always so funny to watch that, like that that kind of save move where you do that ice skate and it's always yep. so funny to watch yep. and there's and just always the look on people's faces too Yes, yeah, that like fear and helplessness. Uh-huh. <laughs> fear and helplessness in the human is hilarious. Is essentially what I'm getting at. <laughs> right. <laughs> there is that one spot in front of Wesley uh, mm. where you cross the street uh, by the church. Yes. Where people yep. would all uh-huh. like you have to like kind of step over it because there is just this always st- solid ice patch there, and it was mm-hmm. you just know to watch people there. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep, I remember that freshman uh, year of college. That's man, true. I don't remember anything about most of my classes, but I remember that one spot. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities. Priorities. And I remember That's watching great. some Great Falls. Woo! Right. But yeah, but the concert went well, and what was really cool is we got to go see... There's was it a, a Christmas, um, Christmas songs? Uh, Christmas songs and some other like more church-type music. Yeah, hymnal. Uh-huh, exactly. But it was it was good. We were worried that no one would show up because it was at 10 a.m. and the weather has been just like cold and icy. Right. Um, but by the end of it, there were probably about 20 people there. So oh, not nice. too bad. Um, Where was it at? It, it was, was that a church? Uh, St. Catherine's Church here in Komutov. And I tell you what, dude, the you acoustics should, were amazing. I was just about to say, you should... You should uh, record the podcast at that church. <laughs> I'm I'm really mad. I was it actually be... going to leave my phone on on like one of the they have like a, a kind of like a sill oh. around the church like a window sill. I was going to leave it there and record it, and like it all happened so fast, I didn't right. have time. That would have been great, dude. That yeah. would have gotten all the uh, hits on on Insta. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, it was really good though. I've actually been thinking in the spring when it warms up. Uh, take an acoustic guitar in there and try to record some guitar music because the acoustics are just amazing. Because right. the entire church, it's this old church and they don't use it anymore, so it's completely empty. Right. There's no pews, there's no altar, it's empty. So you could record the podcast there. You could just show up and do it? I could. Well, there's not going to be Wi-Fi in there, I don't think. Oh, that's a good point, man. Otherwise, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Dude, it was cool. I, I listened to a podcast the other day where they were like on the road watching. I believe it was an active volcano, mm-hmm. and and they were uh, it was like podcasting from there. Because if you have like a Zoom recorder, then you can just plug your microphone in there and do it that way. Oh, and nice. Okay. It was the coolest thing to hear that. Like you could kind of hear noises in the background, like from oh, it, like in sweet. the wind. Even just like hearing the wind in the background was so cool. It's like mm-hmm. oh, he's like standing there explaining what he's seeing at that exact moment. I thought that That's was so pretty cool. crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, and then after the concert, we uh, went in to this really cool exhibit in the museum at the um, like the city hall or town hall, and they had a, a, an exhibition for um, Christmas in Africa. So okay. it turns out that the guy that used to be Were the director- Were there checks wearing blackface? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Thankfully, no. <laughs> Seems like they have enough <laughs> cultural awareness that, that they wouldn't do that. I mean, um, isn't it Germany or Spain or something that they have some holiday that they wear blackface on? Wasn't it? I thought it was the Netherlands. Oh, maybe. It's one of those European I'm countries not sure. has some yeah. blackface holiday. Could be. Could be. I feel like... I feel... Well, never mind. Never anyway, mind. Black, was, just get back to the checkout. Yeah. 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 We're turning a nice thing into a... <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So yeah, so the so the guy who used to be the director of the zoo here in Komutov now works at the biggest zoo in the Czech Republic that has like a it's like an animal sanctuary, and I believe they also have the the highest number of um, African animals there as well. And so he travels to Africa a lot to learn about these animals and and do other things, right? And so every time he goes, he always gets different you know artifacts and stuff and. He did some interviews and they had a couple posters up. But what was the coolest was they had a picture of the continent of Africa and how they say Merry Christmas in all these different countries. And so I snapped a picture of it. I'll send it your way. It's really oh, awesome. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so it was cool. You know, uh, what sadly, I think about mm-hmm. that. I, I haven't even seen the picture. And what makes me, what I love about that is, um, is, um, um, that they're still not showing like a, a large number of the ways that people are saying, just because there's so many languages there. Right. I, I actually heard that um, because um, 
because um, all humans sort of originated. I just heard this yesterday on some podcast from, but as some because all humans originated from uh, Africa. Still to this day, there's more like uh, diversity in human beings and, and genetics and and and, uh, and all that stuff in Africa than there is between like say an Asian and a person from Norway or something like that. Like and oh, if, wow. if you, like it, it can vary. Not obviously just because one because it's so huge and two um, because uh, it's in uh, just the way that it spreads. There's less, you know, there's less spreading happening where it, I don't know how they explain Right. Just listen to the episode. Listen to a scientist explain it. But I thought, I thought that was interesting. There's a That's lot of cool. genetic diversity and right. still more than any, you know. And else. to all of our geographically challenged listeners out there, I'm talking to most of our American listeners, Africa is a continent, not a country. Did I say not country? A country? No, no, I don't oh. think you did. But I'm just saying that because... I've heard Americans say, yeah, you know, the country of Africa, and it always makes me cringe. <laughs> and it's so um, funny, too. It's, it's, the ignorance is, just shows you. It's not even just the ignorance of saying country, though. It's like you don't even realize how big Africa is. Right, right. It's, it's like Africa. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, like America is, is, is like, a, like a small little like, section within Africa. And um, it's like, yeah, you, it's, it's so funny to call it, call it a country when it's bigger than most anything. Right. Is it sure. the biggest continent? It's not the biggest continent, is it? No, I think Eastern Asia is like where Russia is, isn't it? Oh man. I thought I by landmass I thought I thought Eastern Asia or Asia was the biggest continent, but I could be wrong. My my geography has gotten weak over the years. I was very good at geography in sixth grade. Nice. Asia is the biggest continent. Yep. Then the okay. Americas, which includes North and South America. Okay. And then Africa. Right. That oh, and then me. okay, so and then uh, North America, and then South America, and then Antarctica. There okay, interesting, nice, nice, but yeah, but uh, it's it's also really cool. Um, so that Christmas museum was really nice, and now they're setting up the Christmas markets and all their Christmas decorations here in Komutov. So, to all our listeners out there, uh, keep your eyes and ears out for our next episode, which will be focused on. Uh, Christmas markets in Europe. Yeah, so I think I've already I've already episode. learned a lot uh, about that I, that I didn't I didn't realize. But hey, tune in next time to find out. That's right. <clears throat> That's right. Well, Jared, I think it's time for some shout outs. What do you think? I think so too. I have one. Can I start off? Absolutely. Feel free. Now I will. This is a sad moment, and uh, I would like to say R.I.P. to a legend, Stephen Hillenburg. Uh, oh, yep. Pat, uh, who is the um, creator of SpongeBob SquarePants, right, head writer, creator. He, he created the whole thing, and he wrote in it for the first couple seasons uh, heavily. Uh, he passed away at 57 after battling uh, ALS. Mm-hmm. I did not know he had, obviously, I didn't know anything about him. Uh, right. This is what I found interesting. One, I don't, usually when I hear celebrity pass away, like, for example, George W. Bush uh, Sr. passed away today. You know, whatever. Mm. I, don't, I don't. To be honest with you, I don't really care. But uh, anyway, um, I do care about Steven Hillenburg. Uh, I didn't know anything about him because you know I watched I watched SpongeBob as, all throughout my childhood, but I never stayed to watch the Me credits too. and pay attention to the credits as a right. eight year old, as a nine year old. Um, mm. But when I heard that he passed away, I, I like it kind of like it kind of shook me up for a second. I was like, oh man, because and I was just immediately like, this dude is a full on legend. Like he changed. The cartoon game. Oh, for sure. 
And um, I, like I, I still, I, I don't really watch SpongeBob anymore. But that's only because I don't watch anything anymore. But even like when I was in college, I would easily watch SpongeBob and and laugh like just as if I was like a kid. It was such mm-hmm. a good show, and um, it premiered in 1999, and it's uh, the show has is now in its twelfth season. And it's been translated. How many languages do you think it's been translated to around the oh, world? Oh, that's a great question. I would. Steven Hillenburg is not only a legend in the cartoon game, but he is a legend in the polyglot cartoon game. Right. I would say at least over 30 languages. You, you're right. It is over 30 languages. Double How many that. exactly? 60? Over yep. 60? Yep. More than 60 languages. Okay. There's a really funny clip on YouTube. I'll see if I can find it. It's uh, it's the the when SpongeBob is going stepping on the beach, blue, 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 blue right? Stepping on the beach, of course, yeah. And they that. have that <laughs> in like a bunch of different languages, and it's hilarious <clears throat> to listen to it. Um, and and I'll I'll see. Uh, let me see if I can find it. I'll put I was it on talk- my Facebook page when this episode drops. I was talking to uh, one of my friends the other day, and she said that um, she she is legitimately scared of butterflies today. She thinks some of it has to do with that SpongeBob episode. Where, oh, for uh, sure. where um, Sandy has a butterfly and, and all the uh, like uh, SpongeBob and Patrick and whatnot are terrified by it and think it's like right. an alien. <laughs> that makes and, like, sense. Yeah, she, yeah. Said, she said she actually went to one of those, you know, like those butterfly kind of sanctuary places mm-hmm. where there's, she said she went to one of those places with like her, her mom and sister and they're like, hey, you want to come in? She's like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> right. There are just so many golden moments from SpongeBob. Oh, I know. I mean, we could have, a, I mean, this has nothing to do with our podcast really, but we could literally have multiple episodes just about about SpongeBob. Oh, the Flying Dutchman in in itself. Just that whole when when they had to work for the Flying Dutchman. That episode is so good to me. Where it's like Mm. you're good, you're good, and they're just like yeah, (laughs) yeah. That That was really good. They crash the ship. (laughs) And when isn't that the one where Patrick goes? Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. That that show was yeah. It brought Uh, it brought so much light and happiness into so many people's lives. My parents um, fucking hated that show. No, more I'm, my dad. I'm sure, my I'm dad sure more my than my mom. Did my mom didn't really, didn't really seem to care, but my my uh, dad hated that show. <laughs> my sister doesn't let my niece watch it. I, I don't think, but I, I think, I think it's kind of like up there as far as like impact. I with like ah, see, I'm almost scared to say this, but like Simpsons and South Park and this, and also like as far as like comedy goes, I think there's something to like, like like you're kind of taking away. I, this might I, this might sound like too much, but I think you're kind of taking away art from kids in a sense by not mm-hmm. letting them watch this. Where it's like, yeah, there might be some things that you might find quote unquote offensive, but there's actually legitimate like artistry to writing these jokes and also just writing like the art of making the cartoon of it. Right. And oh, uh, for sure. and like and like for example, you know, when there was some R.I.P. thing that I saw on Twitter or something, and like I started paying more like closer attention to like the backgrounds they used when they had like songs and stuff and all and all that, mm-hmm. and just like the amount of depth and thought you have to put in all that stuff. I was like, that's like legit art that you're t- keeping away oh, from people. For sure. and yeah, it's silly and it's kind of goofy, but there is like actual comedy and mm-hmm. like there is some talent that has to go behind that that I think can be recognized and. I think it's foolish to take keep that away from kids, but you know, I you know, as I, I, I'm not, I, I'm not shitting on your parents or my parents because I also kind of get it as people that didn't grow up with it. 
Like right. as people that are so removed from from that, I kind of get it, mm-hmm. I guess. Right. But I'm happy I got to grow up with it, and, it, and it's. It, I grew up. We grew up in the perfect time where it's like infused into us. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. I remember coming home from it, school and watching a couple episodes every day. It was day almost. always on. Mm-hmm. And it was. Uh, yeah, I never got sick of that show. And no matter like there was like Fairly Odd Parents was great. Uh, you know, Doug and Hey Arnold and um, Rocket Power. And all these oh, great yeah. shows, but SpongeBob was always like the Cadillac of, oh, uh, of it. It was always the Cadillac. Like I loved so mm-hmm. many cartoons, but SpongeBob was number one always. Oh, you couldn't beat it. No, you really couldn't. It was yeah, unbeatable. The music was great. Yes, uh, I, I read. I read online today that there's a, a group of people that signed a petition to have them air Sweet Victory at this year's Super Bowl. Oh my gosh, that, that was also really on Twitter. Awesome. And I found myself singing along to just about all of it. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. And that's but the even thing. Like, like the that's... background music, like the like even yeah. just like that stuff, like it's stuck in your head. Oh, the credits is yeah. That music is great. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh god. Uh huh. And I mean, of course, the the classic um, introduction song. Oh yeah, who if, lives in a pineapple on If anybody <laughs> ever goes, oh, <laughs> you know somebody's gonna go. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Oh my yeah, gosh! Yeah, it's just oh man, good memories. So rip to a straight up legend. You know, uh, he has changed the game forever as far as cartoons and comedies go. He stepped it up. And, you know, I'm sorry for his family. And ALS is clearly no joke. He died at 57, which uh, is mm-hmm. too young in 2018. But uh, you know, he did more than. 95% of that us could only hope to do in this world. And his his mark has been left. He's done more than enough to be a legend forever. So, right. Shout out to him. Shout out, for sure. My uh, first shout out goes out to uh, Stockholm, Sweden, where they are, they have signs all near the public transportation um, where uh, homeless people can go to uh, heating rooms and nearest shelters um, to get them out of the cold because it can get extremely cold in Sweden and it can be a fatal situation for the thousands. Apparently, there are thousands of homeless people in Stockholm, which I did not know about. But when the temperatures drop below 70 but I, I degrees... Thousands, yeah. is, thousands is, might be less than you might think if you were to compare to most uh, comparable, even comparable sized... Uh, U.S. cities. I think that's if you, true. It'd probably true. be tens of thousands if you were to go to a c- comparably pop like population, mm-hmm. pop- po- popularized <laughs> city. Wow, that right. was way harder than it had to be. Right, but yeah. So I that's, think this yeah, is really great. Yeah, that's um, great to we're, offer these people shelter and heat so they can still survive. Yeah, I mean it's a serious. I mean it's it's not a good look to have people dropping dead of hypothermia in the streets. Hyper right. hypo. Hypo, I believe. I believe hyper is hot. Hyperthermia. Yeah, hypo. Yeah, I, I believe it's, it's hypo. It's not a good look to yeah. have people dropping down a hypothermia in the streets. Right. Um, exactly. Remember, remember when we were at Albion and uh, it was like in the, it was a solid, like it was record, record cold and mm-hmm. it was like in the negatives and it was feeling like negative teens and 20s for multiple right. days. And everyone at, at school was complaining. And uh, the our, our school sent out a like student wide email that essentially just said stop complaining, it, they because oh because I believe either Michigan State or Michigan closed which was which they hadn't yeah. done Michigan in Michigan State closed which they hadn't yeah. done since like the 1910s or something crazy, 
and uh, and everyone at Albion was complaining like they have they haven't closed and blah 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 you know 50 60 years and why are, mm-hmm. and they're like and Albion literally sent an email saying stop complaining your average no walk is longer than this amount of time across campus the right. average walk across campus at U of M is blah blah blah, blah. and it takes this long to get hypothermia you have more than enough time if you don't dilly dally walk into class right. Right. <laughs> yeah yeah and, and uh, some like, in some okay, places it's like i don't want to right. class either but i respect it yeah throwing <laughs> a little shade for sure i mean in alaska i know schools get canceled uh once it reaches i think below 60 um wait it doesn't matter in Alaska, oh, oh. in Alaska, if it gets below Sorry, sixty, below yeah, when it reaches 60 below, below negative zero. sixty, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I was think I was like below sixty. I was like, that's a nice day. Yeah, sorry, sixty, <laughs> yeah, sixty <laughs> degrees below zero. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> so my next shout out, uh, I actually have two for uh, uh, different countries now. Um, so the first one was obviously Stockholm, Sweden. The next one, there is a Dutch church in The Hague. That have been continuously doing a oh is it Hague? Well, that's how what well, they it was, I guess it's either Den Haag or the Hague. Hague is okay. I guess how the Dutch would say it, but you wouldn't say the Hague, I guess, because the Dutch wouldn't say the. They'd say isn't it Den Haag? I, Whatever. I, have no I'm idea. So, I need to stop. Stop. I don't know. Why I'm talking so much. I have Go no ahead. idea. Any, anyways, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, um, in a in a place in the Netherlands. How about that? In a place in the Netherlands, <laughs> the capital uh, of the Netherlands. <laughs> Uh, right. A Dutch church has held services continuously since October to prevent an Armenian family's deporta- uh, deportation. Um, so oh, wow. there's a law in the it's Netherlands. Not the capital of the Netherlands. Where, I lied. That's Amsterdam. Sorry. <laughs> right. Um, the the uh, the law in the Netherlands is that um, the uh, police officers cannot come and uh, basically during any church service. So. There are there's a family of Armenian refugees living there, and uh, and as I said, Dutch law forbids police from entering church premises while services are ongoing. Hmm. So the this continuous celebration began at 1:30 p.m. on October 26th, and um, this tactic was contrived to protect the Tamrazian family who fled Armenia nine years ago after the father received death threats in response to his political activism. And so the family was given temporary asylum, but only permitted to remain in the country through the end of this year. Efforts to attain an emergency pardon available to families residing in the Netherlands for more than five years, unfortunately failed. So this Protestant church is um, helping out this Armenian family, um, giving them rest and safety. uh, And, you know, the church said that they respect the court orders, but they're confronted with a dilemma because it's the choice between respecting the government and protecting the rights of a child because there yeah. are children in the family. Yeah, that's, I mean, but I guess, I, you know, I, I think I'd agree that they're probably making the right choice. Mm-hmm. Would you, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm I would even, too. I would too. Yeah. I think it's a great thing. I mean, that's why, that's why I gave them a shout out. And that was yeah, actually my last shout out of the pod. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a shout out to you guys. That's, that's tough. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. now, um, the church, the people that uh, I, I don't know if you say work at the church or like the church, mm-hmm. the clergy people that are at the church that are uh, keeping refuge for this person. Do is that how would you, could you say that keeping refuge yeah. for this yeah, person? Yeah, uh-huh. for do these they, people. Yeah, are they also in fear of being arrested once they leave the church as well? That's a great question. Or I, I or don't are have they the just answer. are they just like hey we're just conducting service and they're just here? Is that how? Because that would, I, that would, I would be assume. The legal I would loophole? assume. I would assume that would be how that would work. Okay. 
I mean, are they really going to arrest? I mean, in theory, are they really going to arrest people in church for doing church services? That is ridiculous. I mean, it's like what? Yeah. I mean, it, it always comes back to what is the police really here for and what crime are we actually committing? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. But, uh. So, yeah. Yeah. So those were my shout outs. So shout out again to Stockholm, Sweden, and also Den Haag, uh, Netherlands. <laughs> I hope that's the way you say it. I believe it's Den. You know, I don't know how they do their articles over there. We could just Google it. Right. I hate. I just hate. It that is Den Haag. I just don't like being on my computer. I like to give you my undivided attention. That's fair. What time is That's it over fair. there? It is five twenty-eight. Okay, because I was say I'm, I, I I was hoping to see uh, sun in your face. Nope. And we've had. It's been. It looked like something straight out of Game of Thrones here, my man. Like. Oh, uh, was it a foggy? Uh... Yeah, it's just white <laughs> fog, and then white on the rooftops, and ice on the streets, and everything. So uh-huh. I'm, I've been cooped up in my apartment, uh, deathly afraid of the White Walkers to making an appearance here. <laughs> I, I don't know much about um, much about Game of Thrones, but I always think of my first. I call my. Um, I call my my. Uh, Untranslatable studio here, the uh, my uh, Harry Potter closet, and um, that I th- I always whenever I see like a foggy thing like that, I think of like those Death Eater thingies. Oh yeah, yeah, uh huh, for sure. <laughs> like gonna lose your soul if you step outside. For sure. <clears throat> well, I dropped the ball and do not have any beers to review. It's so the we'll morning to... for me, so I'm exempt. Right, exactly. <laughs> Falls on me. I'm hoping to go to the gym later, and I didn't do put two and two together. So <sighs> no beer review for this pod, but we'll have a uh, tasty one for you next time. And I'll, I'm going to the grocery store later, so I'll grab a new one. Um, but I think, do you happen to have the actual time, Jared? The most important time of the podcast. Luckily, uh, Ooh, there we go. This Rolex is so advanced that I could even adjust for uh, Chad's fuck-ups. <laughs> That's right. That's why they're so damn expensive. <clears throat> That's for sure. Well, Jared, uh, how about you get us started? Sure. My first one is Bhojpuri. Have you heard of Bhojpuri before? No. Where do they speak? Me neither. That? It's uh, Indo uh, Aryan A R Y A N. Okay. Uh, language spoken in the no- in the northeastern part of India, and the Terai region of Nepal. So it's a you mm-hmm. know it's a not a big language, but it's I I like this uh, untranslatable. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, I was thinking before I get into this, uh, we should probably explain. We should probably make a habit of explaining what the untranslatables are. <laughs> we always just fly into them. Right. Uh, like everyone knows what we're doing. I, and I, I literally, I was going to bed the other day. And I was like, we should probably explain the untranslatables. It just came to me <laughs> as mm-hmm. I was just lying in bed. No, the you're untranslatables, right. That's a great idea. Uh, um, so let's make a habit of actually explaining that. Uh, the untranslatables uh, are um, idioms, sayings, uh, slang terms that other um, other countries, languages, uh, cultures use. But Chad and I love that about, uh, you know, when we first started trying to figure out um, what we podcast we wanted to do, we knew that it what we wanted it to involve something with languages. We knew that was going to have something mm-hmm. to do with it for sure. And uh, we we and somehow we start talking about. Well, I don't even know how it came, but we start talking about idioms, and and fun idioms that don't make any sense in English and that uh, sound funny in English or mean something totally different in English. And so we like to find uh, idioms and sayings from other languages around the world and try to guess what they are based off of their literal English translations uh, mm-hmm. that sometimes make perfect sense, sometimes make no sense at all. But they make sense to the people that actually say it, so it doesn't have to make sense for us Amer- English speakers anyway. 
That's true. And I have to say, uh, you always pick really good, unique ones that I always have a hard time guessing. I feel like your percentage of guessing <laughs> the untranslatables right is way higher than mine. I go deeper than you. I'll, I'll say that. But I'm always impressed at the fact that you just have the consistency of still finding new Czech ones. I don't think I could find that many of one language. I have two new like Czech that. ones for today as well. So. That, that see, so even though like I find fun fun ones, I'm oh like you find fun ones too. Even the Czech ones are fun. I'm just so impressed that you can find that many of one in one language. Right. Um. So yeah, my first one, as I said, is Bajpuri, which is a, a small uh, a small Indo-Aryan language spoken in northern northeastern parts of India and the Terai region of Nepal, and it's uh, Apan Gand Hawaii Duserdeke. And it's uh, trying to cure someone else when you have an infected butthole. <clears throat> <laughs> Wait, wh- can you repeat that uh, one more time? to the children uh, listening <laughs> out there. I forgot. Uh, trying to cure someone else when you have an infected butthole. So trying to cure someone else when you yourself yeah, yeah. have an infected butthole. Yeah, I got it. So it's, it's like tr- I'm assuming this is trying to... Um, fix a problem when you you already have problems or things you need to take care of first. Exactly. Ooh, now, what's right. the? I can't think of it, and I was hoping you could. But what's like the English um, version of that? Because there is practice what you preach, but that's kind of the opposite. That's actually doing. Right. That's actually right. doing it. And this is the opposite, not doing it. <laughs> do we? Yeah. Do we have a phrase in English? I'm not sure we do. We must. Did, hey, by the way, did I? Uh, I don't think I ever told people to follow us at the top of this episode. <laughs> you, you didn't, but I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> I love how now I'm making a point. Like, we need to explain um, uh, what uh, our, our uh, segments are about. I was like, I didn't even do the uh, one thing that I'm supposed to do at the top of every episode. <laughs> it's all good. We, we can, we us, can leave it to the end. At uh, Untranslatable1 on Twitter. Follow us at the Untranslatable Podcast uh, on Instagram. Or email us, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com, and explain to us the English untranslatable for uh, trying to cure someone else when you have an infected butthole. Yeah, I'm, not, have sure a, if uh, we, I'm not sure if we have a, a saying like that. Like, I think we I do hear... where it's like, it's pot, the, not the pot cal- calling the kettle black, is it? Because that's never, like you're telling I've me. I've never heard that before. you never heard the pot calling the kettle black? That's a very popular No, uh-uh. Are you going to type it in? I can, sure. Okay, I was about, I just thought you were. I was like, we don't both have to. <laughs> Pot telling the kettle <clears throat> no, black. Huh. Yeah, calling, but they'll get it. It's Google oh, yeah, smart yeah. Used to convey that the criticism a person is aiming at could equally well apply to themselves. So yeah, so I guess kind, that's kind of, that will kind of be. It's kind of like kind a taste. Of it. It's like getting a taste of your own medicine as well, though, kind of, isn't it? Or it's way? like, maybe it's like cat, uh, that like thou who cast the first stone, where it's like. Right. How about you take care of your own issues before casting right. uh, stones at someone else's? Uh, someone else. Anyway, right. what's your uh, untranslatable? My first. Well, both of them are Czech, but this one is mit okolečko navitz, which means to have an extra cog or to have an extra wheel. Okay. Is that like to like be like highly motivated? No. Mm-mm. Is the opposite? I would say this one's kind of negative. Like, oh, is he has t- an extra wheel. He's an idiot. Uh, Third still not wheel. Quite. Not what? Nope. Nope. Kind of hang around. Still no. Let me let me try to give you an example. Even Please. though you, you're the one with the world class examples. No, but, no, uh, come on. Stop selling yourself short. So so um, 
This is this is the same with your Instagram pictures and not putting your face on them. That's true. That's <laughs> You're selling true. yourself short. That's true. <laughs> Dude, I was looking at that picture of the of the beer on our Instagram the other day, and it still kind of makes me mad that you wouldn't put your face there. <laughs> I was like, I mean, you just gotta scroll one over. <laughs> I'm making you work for it. I know, but uh, to get people to come to the page, you got to see the face. It's like Ooh. that's fair. That's fair. I didn't know he's there too. It's just this. Uh, I just see a lot of just this dude gulping down beer. beers. Right. I didn't know there was this other guy <laughs> with beautiful. It is just the lighting was so good too. That's the lighting true. on your face was thousands of times better than the lighting on that beer. That's why we gotta record during the day, I guess, before uh, <laughs> before it's dark out and it gets dark anyway, here. Please like give me an example. I'm yeah, sorry. So, so you're you're good. <laughs> so an example would be like. Um, uh, well, let's let's use Brad as an example because okay. uh, because Brad's a great guy and I feel like he's a oh good one God. to use an example. So maybe maybe you are um, you're gonna go do something with Brad, right? And Brad suggests X, Y, and Z, and then he changes his mind and he keeps changing his mind, and he's getting on your nerves. And you go, Brad, um, do you have an extra wheel right now? Uh, are you like? trying to get on my nerves or something uh no, i guess that was a shitty example it's basically to have a screw loose oh okay to be okay. crazy uh-huh. oh, have a screw loose. okay yeah, uh-huh. that was a terrible example you're right yeah, yeah, maybe you're right you should have uh, <laughs> i take that back <laughs> see there you go <laughs> you're actually selling yourself a little uh too much with uh by uh giving the disclaimer anyway i'm just kidding i'm sorry anyway my next you're one good. is uh low bang oh sorry first it's um it's actually English, what uh, it's it's Singapore English, or what they oh, sometimes nice. okay. call Singlish. So there there is inspiration from I believe Mandarin and other Chinese languages, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, but they're speaking, but the the main language in, in Singapore is English, and so this untranslatable is Lobang, king or queen, and Lobang literally means um, opportunity or chance. Okay. Opportunity or chance? Yes. Roughly, by the way. This is not a direct translation. Because I believe it might be kind of a slangy term. Hmm. And it has a couple different meanings, I've heard. Because I also saw somewhere else that it means a-hole. Really? Interesting. In a different language, but a different... I don't remember what the other language was, but I also remember the other language was a language related to Chinese, I believe. Maybe like Malaysian or something like that. I, I don't remember exactly what it was. See, now I'm just talking out of my ass, but... Just go back to what I said. Lobang essentially means opportunity or chance. Can you give me an example? Sure. So, um, say the um, the uh, you know the new uh, the new iPhone comes out, and um, you know I want to be the first one to get it, and uh, I w- I'm talking to you, and I'm mm-hmm. like um, I'm like man, Chad, I wanted to get this new iPhone X S R Q10, but. Um, but they're sold out, man. And you're like, dude, no, I, I got, I, right. I can get you a new one. It's like, just, um, it's like I know a guy, and I'm like, damn, Chad, you are the low bang king. Thank you. And you hook me up with that iPhone. So you're like the, you're like the, the hookup. You're like the, the yeah. main man, right? Yeah, you're like, it's like the go-to guy or like the hookup for stuff. I like that. Okay. Apparently that there's a, apparently there is a, Singa- a Singaporean comedy drama. Uh, Called Low Bang King that aired in uh, on Channel Eight in two thousand three, but I couldn't find much about it on Google. Okay, interesting. Very very. But yeah, interesting. it's like you're it's like you're the hookup or the go to guy. Right. Okay. Nice. Well, the last one I have for you 
is this is kind of a special Czech one because it uh, this idiom has its origin in the North Bohemian mining regions, which is where I live. Mm-hmm. So kind of a special one. Of course. And it is... <laughs> Uh, this one isn't as common, but it is common uh, or used to be common in um, northern Bohemia where I live. And it is Cape um, Muna Carbid, which means it's dripping on his carbide. Carbide? What is, isn't that like a. I chemical? think it's like a mining. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Because carbide, carbide is like. Isn't it like carbon? Two carbons would be carbide? The, the, car, the carbide is you is what people use to light their lamps in the coal mines in the past. Okay, that's what it is. I love that's. Uh, oh yeah, of course they'd use coal powered lamps if you're in a coal mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. What's the, what's the translation again? It's dripping on his carbide. Uh, like getting on my nerves. Yeah, more or less. This is also basically to, to oh, be crazy. Like annoying someone? Oh, okay. Be crazy. Yeah. Huh. Slipping on gator piss. <laughs> Which means everything. Um, right. Okay. That's true. I have one more. Nice. And it's uh, Hebrew. And it's Shaval uh, al-Hazman. And it's shame on the time. Shame on the time. Do you like say that when you're like sad you have to leave? Uh, no, it's actually a positive thing. It's a positive thing. Shame on the time. Is that like time flies when you're having fun? No. Okay. I'll, I'll explain this one because this one's kind of weird. Not okay. weird. It's not It's not weird, but it's just not something that us Eng- uh, English speakers would immediately okay. catch on to. Right. But uh, it's an, ex- it's an ex- exclamation of how awesome something is. Uh, how, oh, cool. Uh, okay. How perfectly suited for when you're talking about something incredible to happen. And there's an example that they give that I think is better than any example I would have given. Uh, let's say someone asks you, how was the party? If the party was amazing, then an appropriate response would be, it was Shaval al-Hazman. So I feel like, it's, time. I feel it like it's, almost so, it's almost so good that you're like, it was a shame that time existed. Right. Uh, that makes sense. I like yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Uh, yeah, I like that one too. I wish, man, that's what I wish that we had. Because you can't really say in English it was a shame time existed. Because it probably right. just doesn't flow as well as if you were to say Shavala Hasman, because it is an idiom. Right, right. <laughs> but I do like that one. That's like, you, yeah. You, I like the way you say that. Rolls off your tongue pretty good. Oh, thanks. I mean, you know, I, you know if uh, someone that actually heard Hebrew heard it, they'd be like, what the hell are you doing? Right, right. <laughs> what did you I say? Think, <laughs> I think that half the time when I speak Czech here. <laughs> I do that. I think that when I do every single untranslatable, even the ones in German, sometimes even right. the ones in English. <laughs> I think still, though, my favorite ones to hear from you are when you do Italian and Afrikaans. Oh, yeah. I see. Those I haven't done Afrikaans ones in a while because I can't find just list upon list like you do somehow. Right. I don't know how you do it. I maybe got, I, need my, to, I got uh, my ways. If I told you, though, you'd know all my secrets. Maybe Can't I need to start you. buying some crystals or something, or um, jumping back, jumping, uh, dude. You know, finding some rituals that'll give, bring me some more luck. And maybe if I do that, then um, I'll have I'll have better chances of good things have good things coming to me in the future. That's, putting, that's true. Putting out those good vibes. You know what I mean? I mean, I've cited on our podcast before. I'm a firm believer that you gotta, if you put good vibes out into the universe, good vibes will come back to you. I agree with that in a sense, but how, where does that cross? Like, I don't know if I consider that superstition, but I think there's something that I think there's a natural thing in life where you tend to get treated how you treat people. Yeah, I, 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 would th- agree. I think that's a very natural. 
like process, almost Darwinian in in a sense. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, I, and I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a superstitious thing. And I, I'm sure there are a lot of superstitions that people can add to that. Almost like adding a turbocharger to your naturally aspirated car to add some more uh, juice to that. I'm sure you could turbocharge that with some superstition to make it seem like you're getting, like you're being a better person or stu- making steps to ensure that you're a good person. But right. I think there is a natural process to like flow to life that involves people just I mean, obviously. Good people die. Why, as for, in the words of Sheen from Jimmy Neutron, hold on, I got to back away from the. Why must the good die young? <laughs> that right. happens, but I think in general people get what they. I so, but there is a line where that can cross into superstition for sure. And then on the other end of that, I would say this is a question I've had too. Mm-hmm. Where does superstition then turn into OCD, like a com- just obsessive compulsive uh, right. behavior? Right. Well, I would say the difference between superstition and OCD would be that um, I feel like superstition is not quite as, it's rigid, but it's not the same as OCD. Like at least the people I know who have like bad OCD, they need to have two of everything. They need to like make sure like they lock the door twice. Yeah. Right. That's, that's, I think I would agree with you on that too. And I think the way I would say it is it's more ritual based. Yeah. That superstition is. I think superstition is more like if this happens, this could happen. I, like, I wouldn't OCD even say ritual based. I would say maybe it's uh, uh, OCD is more metho- like methodological, methodical. Or thank you, methodical. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. I would have made the same mistake if you had instead of first, but I had time to think about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking it might be good to first talk about some superstitions in the United States, just because um, we grew up with them and knew them. And now I know. I, I realize. Uh, I've been talking a lot, but can I start? Because I actually Absolutely. went to a source, a oh, local nice. source. I'm my, my family's from the South. Mm-hmm. I grew up hearing about weird superstitions all the time. So oh, nice. I texted my mom and I asked her about superstitions that she used to hear from her family. She asked, uh, she thought of some that she knew. She asked her mom, who is about to turn, uh, I just realized, about to turn 100. My oh, grandma nice. is about to turn 100 in February. Shout out. And uh, I, I, yeah, we'll we'll do that. If, I guess once if we if we get there, she's kicking though. She's she seems to be doing fine. That's awesome. Uh, but anyway, and then she also asked one of her brothers, who's a little bit older than her, maybe in his early seventies or something. So uh, I can can I give you some that she she heard a lot of Absolutely. back in the day? Absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to hear these. Um, if a person is sweeping with a broom, and they sweep with you, uh, they sweep your feet in the process. That's bad luck. Okay. And that actually, uh, my mom told me this one, but it, during my own research, I found out that that has Caribbean roots, which makes sense. She grew up in Louisiana. There's a lot of Caribbean influence in Louisiana. Right. right. And so don't sweep over people's feet with a broom. That's bad luck. Um, obviously, there's the black cat. Um, do, do you know the origin of the black cat? Uh-uh. Okay. Well, 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 I've heard, and I, I'm not sure which country I know- this was. But they say that if a black cat crosses your path and walks with you, it's good luck. But if they uh, cross your path and keep going away from you, then it's bad luck. Okay, maybe and it's maybe just it the correlation origin. between black and 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 uh, like death and and hunt, which I hate. That that's I mean it's been so ingrained in society, but I hate that black has to be like all these terrible things. And right. white is light and good and happiness. But that but that's not true in every culture. Actually, in China and I maybe also Japan, they actually wear white to funerals. Oh, that's true. That's true. Same mm-hmm. in India, um, which we talked about. Uh, go back mm-hmm. to death across cultures. I don't remember what episode that is. Um, if you point at a graveyard, your finger will rot off. 
<laughs> what? Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. As a guitar player and, a, and you as a pianist, that's terrifying. <laughs> and me as a human. Right. <laughs> me and my sister um, used to, and I don't, I mean, I just got this from my sister, but the, she used to, we used to have the superstition that whenever you're driving past a um, cemetery, you hold your breath until you get to the next speed limit sign. And I didn't know why I just did it because my sister told me to and she was okay. older than me. <laughs> right. And she said, if I don't, I'm going to die or some crazy Interesting. shit. Interesting. <laughs> I've never heard that one. Okay, that's a good one. <clears throat> um, I don't know where she heard it from either. Maybe she maybe she heard that graveyard one from uh, my family and kind of adopted her own. Uh, who knows? Uh, if you walk under a ladder, that's bad luck. That's a, kind of a standard one. Do you know, you know why? I, I do. Which is crazy. <laughs> can you can you tell? I didn't realize why. why. Well, because it, it has biblical um, origi- or, uh, originations, and it said that um, origins, yeah, origins, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's and in um, in Christianity, there's the Holy Trinity, mm-hmm. uh, which forms the triangle. And it said that the um, the um, ladder is forming the Holy Trinity. And you're sort and I assume what I don't know if you're interrupting their conversation, but it's essentially like. The f- it's essentially like, say, uh, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are on the street having a conversation, and some asshole, instead of walking around them, around them when there's plenty of space on the sidewalk, mm-hmm. just cuts right through the conversation. I believe you're doing that with Jesus and his friends if you okay. uh, <laughs> walk under a ladder. Is that what you heard? I mean, obviously, no. I joked about no, it, but I heard no, that I've, it I've heard has something originations different. from the Holy Trinity and, and, uh, and, and biblical. What would you hear? I have heard that, um, well, I didn't hear, Google told me, that it actually has to do with um, when they used to have public executions. Oh, I heard that too. Would, yeah, people would take a ladder to go up to the gallows. So yeah, it's considered I, bad luck. I heard that one too. Um, but um, the one I heard more was the other one. But I did, I did hear that one too. Right. Uh, no, excuse me, not the one I heard more. That's not even true. Just the one that was more amusing to me, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. <laughs> right. Um. Oh, if two or more people are walking together and they split a pole, uh, which means one person walks on one side of the pole, one person walks on the other, um, bad luck. I don't know what bad luck is. It's a generic bad luck. Okay. Uh, and then, obviously, don't break a mirror. That means mm-hmm. X number of years of bad luck. My mom just put X number of years. <laughs> She's like, who cares? Okay. Uh, I think I don't it's like she supposed really to be seven. Things. Yeah, I think right. so, too. Um, if you step over someone lying on the floor, they won't grow. <laughs> They actually have that, I think, in Turkey, you aren't supposed to jump like over a child or they will be short for the rest of their interesting. lives. Interesting. See, yeah. it's interesting to also wonder where like um, my parents' family gets these from. Because like, for right. example, some of them make sense like that, you know, Caribbean, that kind of makes sense. Right. But, like, the it's, broom it's one, right? It's interesting to me. Um, to want to uh, to wonder, uh, to, at least to me, to figure out, which I don't know, but I would like to know, which I, you know, I, f- I forgot to mention our... Uh, our contact, but since I forgot to, I'll do it twice in the middle. Untranslatable one Twitter, untranslatable podcast, untranslatable podcast at gmail.com. Explain to us, uh, you know, what, where some of these originate from and why, uh, and 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 how they make their way from, say, Turkey to my mom in Louisiana. Right, and, especially and the ones some of those could travel. Exactly, especially the ones from foreign countries that we don't really know so much about. That would be great. <laughs> this last one's my favorite. I mean, I have more, but this last one from my mom specifically is my favorite. Uh, if your feet itch, someone's gonna die. That's it. That's, that's just what really <laughs> okay. I think uh, it was either uh, India or maybe even Turkey again. Um, if you have an itch by your hand, 
the right hand is good luck, and you and me are both lefties, and apparently if you have an itch at the left hand, it's bad luck. Well, that's another Caribbean one. Also one my mom told me about as well. Um, that's, there's that. I have one more, I guess, that my mom told me was that one, which is also a Caribbean in roots. And it's that if you're, and this one makes me mad too, as a left-handed person, uh, right. you're left-handed too, aren't you? Yeah. Yes, we are. Um, if, uh, you, if you have an itch in your right hand, uh, that's, uh, let me just check to make sure I got the hands right. Cause it's down a little bit more. Um, no, no, I take the, oh yeah, no, I'm right. Yeah. If you have an itch in your right hand. It means uh, you you have good luck coming and you're going to have money. It's usually monetary based, so it means you're going to have money coming your way soon. If you have an itch in your left hand, it means you either owe people money or you will owe people money. Oh, and damn. here's my thing with that. That sounds so, like, psychosomatic. That sounds so... It just sounds like it's could easy like it sounds very placebo based almost. Right. Or it's like that could easily be like you could easily if if you if if a person believes this and I firmly believe what I'm about to say. If a person believes this superstition, then your hand will itch. It will yeah. Oh, I agree. I it agree. will a hundred your hand will a hundred percent itch. And it's not even fake itching, your hand will itch if you if you firmly believe that that happens, then it will mm -hmm. happen. Especially something like that. That'll right. definitely happen. Oh, for sure. And so, um, I I, and so I can imagine that uh, that superstition easily continuing on because someone would be like, "No, I swear to God, I felt it." It's like, of course you did, because you wanted to, and because yeah. or you knew you're gonna owe money, or you mm -hmm. knew that you're gonna have a big payday coming. Right. Yeah, yeah but, I agree with you. I definitely agree. Um, I'm trying to think if there are any other superstitions. Obviously, the black cat, the broken ladder. Do you, Do you consider yourself uh -huh. a superstition, a superstitious person? I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. <laughs> oh my god it was an office reference for all of our non-office fan uh listeners out there i don't know i mean not, i don't know not not really when i was younger though of course i avoided cracks in the sidewalk like the plague because uh as the <laughs> well, saying goes that's right as the <laughs> saying goes uh step on a crack break your mother's back well um, is that really the saying i've never heard it ever used with the word mother i've only ever heard mama <laughs> Oh, that's but, true. Know, Break your mom's back. That's true. From the South, so okay, fair enough. They so I would avoid those. General. Right. Um. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I kind of agree with you in that sense. I hate that phrase just because I hear it all the time, and I'm like, right, right I get it. But right. I agree with you. Where it's like, I'm not a superstitious person, but I'm also like not out there tempting fate. You know, like, like right. if, if if there's an. Uh, a ladder, I'm not going to purposely walk under. It's like, oh, I can mm -hmm. just just as easily walk around it. There's no right. Um, and it, there's one, there's also one that I find interesting that, um, especially as someone like me that likes to make terrible jokes is, um, joking about like, like people dying or like cancer or something like that. How do you feel about that? Or it's like people joking about someone getting cancer or people are like, don't do that. Like you're, you're, the, then you're putting that out there in the air. Yeah. It's going to happen. I'm, I'm like that. So I See, guess that is a little superstitious. I don't know if I'm like that. I don't know. If, I don't know if I see that happening, but I do kind of get a he uh, hesitant with that joke. But maybe, maybe it's just more because I know a lot of people feel that way, where it's like, well, it's not going to be funny because you know right. you're just going to be scaring people, you know? <laughs> right. Oh, and, for and, sure. And and so maybe that's more why I, I might feel that way. But but I don't I don't think that that has any direct correlation. But I do. Uh, but it's also the same thing where it's like much like not walking under a ladder if you don't have to. It's like, well, why put that out there? It's like it's not even necessary. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> I agree. Uh, I I'd like to also talk about one uh, or two good luck superstitions we have in the states. One, obviously, the four leaf clover. If you find yeah. one, that's supposed to bring you good luck. 
The I wonder if they had one, it in Ireland as well. I would I would think that might be where it originated, but I could be wrong. St. Patrick's Day thing. Right. And the other one is um, if you find what, isn't it a penny? Um, uh, heads up? I believe so. any coin. I heard heads up when I right. was a kid from my mom, <laughs> actually. Right, right. And that's <laughs> um, good luck. Yeah, that... Yeah, I mean, those are ridiculous to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the penny one especially, because that penny is disgusting. And pennies are essentially worthless at this point. <laughs> right. And, and as far as uh, having them goes. Um, so those I kind of find ridiculous. And it's also interesting, like, where you draw, like, where lines are drawn. Like, well, why do I find that a four-leaf clover or, uh, or a penny being found ridiculous, yet um, I'm not going to joke about getting cancer you know right, right. like where's that line what's the what's really the difference i think the i think the difference is that um when you're joking around about something like that i feel like it's it's a little bit more personal maybe whereas if you just find okay. a four-leaf clover or a penny somewhere it's or it's like more well, random happens. right yeah Whereas, you know, you have to mentally think about it in, in order to say it. You know what it's I mean? It's more likely to find a penny on the street than it is for me to have witnessed that car accident I witnessed, maybe. Right. I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's I, not actually. I don't car know what the statistics are. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I don't know. I think, like I said at the top of the show, I'm, I'm just a firm believer of putting out good vibes. And if you put bad vibes out there, including like joking around about somebody dying or whatever... Um, I feel like I feel like that's the superstitious thing about it is if you joke around about it and then it happens, you're kind of like, oh shit, right, right. Whereas like <laughs> then if you, you turn superstitious, right, exactly. How do you feel about laid back vibes? I love them. Jared's <laughs> making a reference to my shirt. Um, uh, this is my this is my relaxing shirt slash podcasting shirt because uh, so, it's important to have laid back vibes. But yeah, this is the untranslatable uh, untranslatable podcast. We don't just focus on. Uh, us in, in the United States here. I got, I obviously have some from uh, around the world, some mm-hmm. common superstitions in other countries. Me too. Um, hey, Chad, what direction does your head face when you sleep? Well, it depends where you are. Well, well I, where, I see what you're saying. For me, <laughs> right. I was like, all right, well, where are you? <laughs> right. And what direction does your head face? <laughs> My head face. What do you mean? Is... Do you not use north, south, east, west in the Czech Republic? We, we don't. It's all, it's all, it's weast here. It's is weast. that not metric system? By the way, <laughs> shout out to SpongeBob. That's right. Um, oh, my God. I'm trying to think. I would assume it's. Oh, man. My head it's... is. Well, let Pointing. me start. Well, um, while you yeah, think about uh-huh. this, I um, since since I knew I was going to bring this one up, I checked. Okay. And my head faces north. And according to the uh, Japanese, uh, they say you should avoid sleeping with your head facing north. Do you know? Guess why? Do you know why? Because have you that's one. I have, but you okay. can explain it. Uh huh. Well, according to the Japanese superstitions, uh, that is um, the direction. Well, well, this is true. Uh, dead bodies sleep with their head facing north. And so it's essentially, um, you know, putting that bad dead person juju on you if you're sleeping like a dead person, I guess. So my my head faces west. Okay, you're good. Mine is slightly northwest, but it's nearest makes makes no difference because it still shows up as north on the actual. But it is slightly northwest. It's not okay. directly north, but it still would show up north in your car okay. or on a simple compass. Now. Now that's the that's the case for Japan, mm-hmm. um, but then I believe it was either Nigeria, 
Um, oh, it doesn't say. It just says. Uh, um, so in Africa, um, there's a superstition. Everyone. <laughs> I, I don't know. This is this is according to. Also, this is according to a website called Good Housekeeping. So I'm not sure how legit these uh, right. superstitions are. Some. I just imagine some white housewife. Uh, right. calling it Africa saying in Africa they sleep with their head facing west right. oh well, do they he, here they say you avoid left? sleep sleeping with your head to the west in Africa okay same I don't reason know which countries um yep same superstition so okay. I guess they bury their dead going that way mm-hmm. now um tell me about some German ones because I, I I I know um there are a couple okay big no-nos uh well i i guess the first the first big no-no and i learned this the hard way was um i had a german exchange student in my high school and his birthday was on saturday and he said yeah i'll have my birthday tomorrow and i go oh well happy birthday on friday Ooh, don't do that and that's a big no-no and apparently also in russia you shouldn't wish someone a happy birthday the day before their birthday arrives i i felt some type of way bringing up that my grandma was um it's so funny. I honestly felt a little hesitant bringing up that my grandma was turning 100 in February. Because like, it's like, I mean, she, as I said, she's in good health, but it's like, at that age, you never know. It's like, right. and so there was a little part of me, it's like, I don't even want to say anything because I'm putting that out there. And I was like, I didn't even right. realize that was a little bit of superstition until yeah. I, until. <laughs> For sure. Or it's but like, let's I just wait until we get there before I, I, I mention that. Right. Um, And then uh, another one is, uh, do not cheers with water. Yep. Um, which I actually, I believe, I might have learned the hard way when I was in Germany. Maybe not the hard way, but I think someone mentioned that to me in Germany. Um, and apparently that's, uh, you're wishing death upon someone. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any other ones? I have, well, one that's kind of a funny good luck one is that... Um, my, none of mine are good luck. <laughs> that the, the Germans have this thing called a um, Glückschwein or a luck pig, and it's usually these cute little pig figurines. That's what we called people. your mother. <laughs> but yeah, you don't want to toast with water. Um, oh, so they carry them around? These? No, no. I think they. I I don't know. They might just give them to. Oh. To hmm, children. I'm not sure, but yeah. I mean, if you're, let me let me do some quick little googling here. While you're doing some Googling, there's one in the Philippines that I have a problem with. Okay. And um, what they have a they have a um, a superstition not to go home right after funerals. Mm-hmm. They say and if it, in Filipino tradition called pag 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 maybe uh-huh. uh, dictates that people never go straight back to the house after a wake. Otherwise, a bad spirit might tag along and come inside. Mornos will make a stop at a restaurant or store first, just in case. And I have a problem with that. Oh, so you just gonna pass that spirit onto some other unsuspecting uh, bystander at the store, where it's like, oh, let me shake this, let me shake this bad spirit off of me and pass it on to some guy that's just going to get a nice lunch. <laughs> but but my question is, does it pass the spirit onto other people, or does it just get rid of the spirit? What, do you think it's just going to conf- the, the spirit only has like a range outside of the uh like it starts to get confused if it's if it's too far away from the uh cemetery without its host? <laughs> no, I feel like the I feel like the difference is Where just am I? the I feel like the I'm difference stick is with this like guy the, forever. Uh, the location of it. So if you go back home, you'll have those evil spirits in your house, right? Yeah, but now right. they're just flowing around uh Whole Foods. Yeah, well, well 
Why is this milk going prematurely bad? Right. <laughs> yeah, Jeff <I> Bezos. <laughs> right. But yeah, so anyways, also the 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 uh, lucky pigs, yeah, they're just these little ceramic pigs that I think people might just like have at their home. Okay, um, you put on like your this. mantle somewhere or something right. like that. Exactly. exactly. Oh, here's my Glückschwein. That's right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, whenever I do any sort of accent, I, I have like a deep regret as I'm doing it. <clears throat> um, Lithuania, don't whistle indoors. Mm-hmm. And you're inviting evil inside. Also, don't yeah. whistle, whistle indoors because you're just a dick. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess I, I whistle. I, I have no problem whistling doors if I'm home alone. Mm-hmm. But like people that whistle inside are the worst. Right. For sure. It's all it's also kind of a it's also whistling indoors has that kind of creepy movie vibe to it if you get the right whistle. That's also true. You're not wrong. <clears throat> well, I got one from, it's either creepy uh, or annoying. Right. <laughs> Cut it I, out. I got one from Mexico. Okay. Uh, where you don't place two ear, uh, mirrors opposite of each yeah, other I or saw across that. from each other. I love it's that. It's a doorway uh for the devil, apparently. My parents had a uh, bathroom in one of our old houses that had um, individual sinks, and they were across from each other. So okay. it had it, it's you know it had that infinite mirror setup, and it was so co- it's so cool to look at. But that one, you know, it obviously what it, I was gonna say it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does. It, none of these make sense really. It makes sense right. in the sense where it's like I can understand where you would think that, like where it's like you're opening the portal, like some portal that is really not uh, like not natural, and it goes on. It's just that. If you get the right angle, you can you can see just the in- infinite-ness uh, of that back-to-back mirror thing. Right. Which is kind of creepy. Yeah. It's like sticking a microphone up to the speaker. You know, it's like that right. loop you is... You get that you feedback, like, yeah. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like this loop is not supposed to happen. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like this infinite loop. Exactly. But yeah, that one's pretty crazy. Another one that uh, is kind of interesting is in Japan... Um, you should never stick your chopsticks straight up. And do you know why yes. this is, Jared? Well, I, I don't know fully why it is, but I do know that at funerals on every table, they'll have a bowl with a um, chopstick. Uh, like do, like it, I know it represents death, but I don't know why it represents death. So I can tell you why. It's because the, um, the, the chopsticks, two chopsticks down like that, um, it uh, looks, the utensils look like the unlucky number four, um, which uh, this number is highly associated with death in a lot we'll of different Asian cultures. We'll get to numbers, but yes, uh-huh. you're right. Yeah. And also, the chopsticks uh, sticking uh, straight up in your bowl also look kind of like the incense sticks used in Japanese funerals. There is there is actually a lot of su- superstition and, um, like, uh, what, what's the word? Um, etiquette. There we go. Mm-hmm. Chopstick etiquette. Right. That I did not know about. Like, for example, you're not supposed to pass food chopstick to chopstick okay you're not supposed to use your chopstick to move your bowl you know like like stick it in there and push it okay. with uh with your there's other ones i didn't that know I, that but okay. uh i didn't know that either until i found that one that you just mentioned okay. but uh there was like it was a whole list of chopstick etiquette there's even more that is i'm just those are ones i remember at the top of my head mm-hmm. um but um there's one i i, I love <laughs> Did you know that in Syria, do you know what I'm about to say? Mm-mm. In Syria, yo-yos are banned. Oh, I did see that one. Yeah. Since 1933, yo-yos have been banned. Because in 1933, there now I'm a little confused on the drought. Uh, excuse me, on the correlation, but in 1933 there was a drought. 
And there was some sort of correlation saying yo-yos were causing the drought. So 1933... 2018, 75, 85. 85 years later, mm-hmm. uh, yo-yos are still banned, and they will still be confiscated if someone is walking through the street with a yo-yo. Cops will take them away from you and throw them away. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> yo-yos. Uh, and so there's a, a news story, which is kind of hard to read because it's obviously this happened in 1933. Right. But uh, January 21st, drought and severe cold uh, is dismantles is dis- disastrously affecting the cattle in Syria, and the uh, Muslim chiefs at Damascus have attributed the wrath of the of the heavens to the recent introduction of the yo-yo. So, so you know these are very you know this is a a government and and culture and country run off of uh, religion, run off of Islam, mm-hmm. right? And so they're literally seeing this as both a government-wide like disaster and a full-on plague that's right. happening to them. That's how they right. are, that's how they're interpreting it. Uh, they say that while the people are praying for rain to come down uh, from above, the yo-yo goes down. And before reaching the ground, a springs up through the subtle pull of the string. I love how they're explaining how a yo-yo works. Right. Almost as if you're reading it in a Bible or a Quran or something like that. Like, right. <laughs> uh, the chiefs interviewed the prime minister and exposed the evil influence of yo-yos. So they were immediately banned. Today, the pol- uh, So this was not in 1933 that this article came out, but it was a long time ago. I believe this is, right. might be from the 80s, now that I think about it. Uh, today, the police... Um, uh, I can't tell what that word is. The street, oh, paraded the streets and uh, confiscated the yo-yos from everyone they saw playing with them. So it's after 1933, but it's a long time ago that that article came out. But yeah, still today, uh, yo-yos are banned because they're, you know, they're they're afraid of, I mean, you know, afraid. Who's not afraid of a drought, I guess? But (laughs) they think that there's a correlation between yo-yos and droughts, which is hilarious to, uh, obviously, me, who... Sees no correlation between the two. Right. Yeah. Just depends on the on the culture you were raised in, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have two kind of interesting ones. Um, so uh, apparently in France, uh, stepping in dog poop isn't necessarily bad. If you step in dog poop... Uh, Is it because uh, it actually, they happen to smell better for a short period of time? <laughs> Which uh, it is over here uh, slipping on gator piss. <laughs> but uh, uh, apparently, <laughs> I have nothing against the French at all. I actually love French. Right. It's just so easy to shit on them. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. If you if you step on dog poop with your left foot, it's good luck. Um, bad luck if you step on it with your right foot. There's well, I also, like that. Right. They, shout out to the lefties. Exactly. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is that um, in Russia. It's also considered good luck if um, there if a, gir- uh, a bird poops on your car or poops on you. Yeah, that I says that, that will bring uh, good fortune. So kind of interesting. That makes me so mad. It always seems to happen right after I wash my car too. Right. It's like, oh, look at that, and it come out the next morning. It's like, all right. Well, just <laughs> now keep I'm hoping that, it rains because I'm right. not washing my car again for a couple months. <laughs> well, don't don't play with yo-yos, Jared, and then hopefully it will rain on your car. <laughs> right. And then if you get the bird poop on there, there will be some wealth and prosperity coming your way. Okay. Okay. So as you mentioned with uh, number four, there is a whole. I mean, there's a whole superstition to number like numbers in itself, numerology, right. and the whole. Um, influence of just about every number to be honest with you i'm going to focus on only two right. of them there are three okay. of them 
Okay. But uh, just about every number could probably, if, if you actually are deep enough into like the numerology game, you could probably find uh, what a meaning for every number. Right. But um, some of the big ones, we'll start with one unlucky is obviously 13. Mm-hmm. In Spain, apparently um, Tuesday the 13th, or is it Wednesday? Shit. See, I saw this, but I didn't actually write it down because I didn't think I'd bring it up. But here I am bringing it up. <laughs> uh, either Tuesday, I think it's Tuesday the thirteenth in Spain, is their un- is their Friday the thirteenth. Okay, interesting. And so thirteen is generally a very unlucky number in in uh, mostly I'd say in American and uh, European cultures. Right. And it's called um, where is it? I thought I had this in my notes. Uh oh no. Uh-oh. Oh, this makes me so mad. I'm sorry. I didn't copy it over. Um, it's any, uh, uh, I've also heard that if <clears throat> in some cultures, if you're born on the 13th, that is uh, also considered really unlucky. So then what? You're just screwed for the rest of your life? I guess F so. You. I guess so. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not accepting my life to go that way. Right. It's called, um, here it is. It's called uh, triskaidekaphobia, which is fear or avoidance of the number thirteen. Right. So, are you are you familiar with uh, with hotels uh, commonly omitting thirteen from from uh, elevators? Uh, I I did not know that. No, I, we mentioned I mentioned this a couple episodes ago, I believe, right? And you were that was the first you'd heard of it. Maybe, yeah, could be. So yeah, um, it, it's common for elevator companies. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, actually, I have a. Um, this is why mostly why I want to make sure I found this because I had in my notes that Dilip uh, Rang Nikar of Otis Elevators. Otis Elevators is a huge elevator manufacturer. Yeah, I mean, you don't obviously most people don't pay attention to their manufacturer of elevator when they're in it, but there are right. plenty of Otis Elevators if you actually play, uh, pay a slight a t- bit of attention. I don't. Mm-hmm. I just know that they're a big company. Um, estimated that 85% of the buildings with Otis brand elevators did not have a 13th floor. Interesting. Which okay. I was, I mean, I knew that there was the um, stereotype, but that was a surprise. That was a, that's, I mean, that's the vast majority. Right. That was, a, that was surprised right. that the number was that big. Right. And also in uh, Asian cultures, they avoid four on elevators. Yep. That is tetraphobia. Tetra, number four, yep, Tetris. Makes sense. Uh-huh. Four in a row. Um, the practice. Of avoiding instances or the number of four. And so, um, do you know why that is? Do you know why they don't like four? Because it's close to the no- the, the word for death. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. So, um, and, and, and it's a very, like, the language is very tonal. What language is this? Mm-hmm. Jap- is this Jap- Japanese? I think it's Japanese and also Chinese, Mandarin. Is it both of well. them? I think so, yeah. Okay. It, like, yeah, they're both tonal languages. And so, uh, like... Differences are more subtle and it's more based off a tone rather than how the what the actual word is. Right. So death in the number four, depending on how you say it, and how it's obviously used contextually, are very similar. And so um, it's it's has a it's unlucky. And so um, they tend to avoid phone numbers and addresses with the number four, um, especially when they're combined with other numbers that change the meaning. So example ninety four. Uh, could be interpreted as being dead for a long time, and I think it's because nine tone like is very similar to the word time. Oh, really? Okay, interesting. And um, while in Mandarin-speaking regions in China, 
14 and 74 are considered more unlucky than the individual number four, since 14 sounds like wants to die. Oh, interesting. And okay. 74 sounds like will certainly die or oh, will die in anger, apparently. Oh, wow. That's crazy. And in and, and Hong Kong, uh, some apartments such as the Vista Paradiso, which is funny that that's what they call, uh, like it still has like the sort of... You know, like the cheap luxury hotel right. name that you'd hear right. on like any sort of like like you hear I hear that kind of name all the time in Philly and like these areas that are getting gentrified and shit like these right. sort of like fancy names. Anyway, um, they skip um, all floors from forty to forty nine. It just goes thirty nine fifty in in uh, their building. Oh wow, that's crazy. Makes sense yeah. though. Don't some places also? I've heard that some hotels. Um, will avoid the number 666, obviously, because that's sense. the that's number the s- of the devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sign of the devil. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's funny, too. Once again, it's funny to, f- to figure out where your um, like superstitions lie. Mm-hmm. And so me, as someone, you know, as I mentioned, I was nervous to mention my grandma turning 100, but me, mm-hmm. as someone that's not really a religious person, when I hear 666 or, you know, that... I, that means nothing to me. And right. I joke about like, like if I see it, I'll even joke. It's like, ooh, spooky. But I don't, right. I, I'm not actually like, uh-oh, here we go. Right. Like, that's the sign of the devil. It's just more of a joke to me at this point. Uh, and also, so it's just funny where, where those superstitions lie and where it's all, I guess it's all kind of ridiculous at the end of the day. Right. The, world, the world doesn't care about us at all. I think it's an important thing to remember. Yeah, I, I agree. What's pretty crazy uh, is in Afghanistan... Uh, they also have a belief of the curse of 39. Have you heard about this? No. The number 39 is cursed or a badge of shame as it purportedly is linked with prostitution. Huh. Why? Where does that come in? So is it like like when someone turns 39 years old, they're like, oh, this is my unlucky year? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Um, like the terrible twos? Right. Maybe <laughs> but maybe for 39. They, maybe they say they're 38 plus 1 or maybe they just <laughs> stay at 38. I don't I don't know. Yeah, just lie until they turn 40. <laughs> oh, here you go. Some 39-year-old Afghans are said to refer to themselves as being one less than 40 or oh, one that's year funny. to 40. So there you go. That's funny. Uh-huh. Oh, listen, I'm no guy, I'm no prostitute. Listen to this. During the 2010 parliamentary elections, one candidate, Mullah Tarakil, had the misfortune to be listed 39th on the ballot. Um, two people were killed when his guards opened fire on civilians after a traffic Jeez. accident, said to have been in reaction to people taunting the candidate over his number. <laughs> so there you go. And people switched their <laughs> I don't cell even know phone what to say numbers. To <laughs> yeah, it's pretty I don't even crazy. know what to say to that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Wow. Like, for example, there was one guy that had the number 39 in his phone number. And uh, they said he receives a lot of anonymous calls asking if he has prostitutes. I'm known ha- as Mr. 39 amongst my friends because of his oh phone number. <laughs> having a um, having 39 is in your phone number is like having a 734 area code in Metro Detroit. If it's not right. 313 or 248, uh, GTFO. Right. But yeah, so... So yeah, so those are a couple different number ones. Um, there By are, the way, that could not have been more? a more specific example, right? <laughs> like six people will get, <laughs> right? Oh, for actually, sure. probably more than six. But anyway, um, uh, not really. I mean, in Turkey, apparently, it's uh, 
it's uh, unlucky to chew gum at night for some reason. Yeah, because, they say uh, you're chewing on the flesh of dead people, right, or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, it transforms in the flesh at night. I was, I've, I've been spending, I've been spending a lot of time talking about other podcasts this episode. One more. There was an episode, and this one I actually am going to do this guy credit because what he did was an amazing feat. He, uh, I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast, and he had on this British guy. Um, I'll get his name in a second. Who um, swam. Uh, Ross Edgley mm-hmm. swam around uh, around the Edgley of <laughs> Jesus uh, swam around the edge of Britain okay. like he re- around the entire thing oh wow that's crazy and um, he and because he was in the salt water there was a boat that was with him so he would some every now and again he would get out and mm-hmm. eat meals inside the boat but he said sometimes it was honestly eat better to eat in the water because um you would move more just by the current moving, uh, like moving you, even if you weren't even swimming, just the natural right. current moving you, you know, dep- right. obviously depending on conditions. But anyway, the reason I bring this up is um, he, because he was in the water for so long, he said he was starting to get things like trench foot and stuff like that. What exactly and he also, is that? Trench foot was a, something that became common during World War One, And it was a disease that people often got on their feet because they were in these trenches for years at a time, and the trenches would have you know puddles of water and pooling of water. So it eventually be your feet would be just exposed to water, dirty water, water and dirty water, but water in general for just ever, for you know ever. And so mm-hmm. you, it would kind of de- your your flesh would start deca- de- Ooh, your gross. flesh would start to decay. Uh-huh. Your feet you know weaken your 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 feet and your bones a little bit, and it's reversible. Obviously, even a little bit more now in 2018 rather than in 1914 or 1918. But anyway, he was also getting it kind of like in his tongue, and so his tongue in his mouth, pieces of his tongue would start to uh, Ooh. would start to be would start to fall off, uh, just because his tongue was so exposed to salt water. And um, this guy also ran a marathon pulling a goddamn Mini Cooper. What? What? Yeah, you heard me, because he's an insane man. It seems like it. He's uh, he's got to be running away from something, right? Like he's right. He, like like there's some darkness within him that he's running away from by doing all this stuff. But yeah, he uh, he's just a freak of a man. But th- I, th- I only bring that up to say that uh, that just thought of me. Be- I saw about that because you know chewing on flesh. He actually was chewing on his own flesh for a bit. That's crazy. That's absolutely yeah. wild. So, yeah. um, what do you think owls uh, have to do with superstition? Do you have any guesses? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, owls are an interesting creature because one, they're and at least I know, and and mostly I assume because of Winnie the Pooh, in most uh, sort of British um, uh, and American cultures, they're seen as like wise animals, right? But which is kind of, I mean, not that it's not foolish that they're wise because they are smart animals, but they're vicious creatures. Oh yeah, they're killers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're full on predatory birds. (laughs) Right, right, and their talons are pretty scary looking. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I don't know what they s- signify, but I do know that they are considered to be smart, uh, like kind of in 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 um, like it's si- in symbolism, right? And that they're actually vicious birds, um, but kind of majestic creatures. And they their eyes, depending on the right owl, creep me the fuck out. <laughs> right. Well, so what's crazy about owls is in Egyptian culture, they are considered to be a bad o- omen if you hear them at night. So something bad might happen. And that's in, the only time you do hear them, aren't they? Nocturnal, well, just in, right? I think if you just <laughs> oh, hear so if you just hear them, oh, okay, yeah, okay. And but it would be Italy, at night mostly. Okay, I got right. you. And then in Italy, 
if an owl flies into your home, that means uh, uh, one of your family members will die soon. Whew. So that's pretty crazy. Start pointing fingers on the household. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Don't sneeze at me. Get the Exa- fuck away from exactly. Me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty crazy though. By I mean, the way, if an owl's oh sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. I was say I'd be terrified if an owl flew into your house. How are you gonna get that thing out of there? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can't I just grab it. It'll attack you. Right. I saw a guy uh, one time getting an owl out of his house by using a broom and he put the broom by the owl, the owl perched on the broom. And then he opened the window, or I think the window might have already been open. He stuck the broom out, and then, like, the owl flew away. I think I remember that. Wasn't the owl making, like, weird noises at him, too? Yeah, I think so. Could like, almost been. noises you wouldn't expect to hear from an owl, because right. you expect that hoo-hoo, but it was, like, right. kind of hissing at it in some way. Well, yeah, because they do hiss. Yeah, they do hiss. When That's the true. owl clearly wasn't, you know, thrilled. <laughs> right. Right. For sure. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, as, as I mentioned before, though... I, I don't consider, you know, it's it's funny that we laugh at these things because people believe these, but I, I'm to some, extent, to some extent no better because I believe, I, not that I believe any of these, but I'll take certain steps to be like, well, why do that? Why joke about that person getting cancer? Because even though I'm, it might quote, might be funny, it's not funny if someone's actually going to think they're going to get it. Right, <laughs> you know? for sure. For sure. <laughs> so, Jared, do you have any other superstitions you'd like to share? Uh, yeah, I have one more. If you uh, do not listen to every episode of the Untranslatable Podcast, <laughs> someone in your family will die. Oh, God. Putting out that bad juju, Jared. Be careful. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's an, it's easy. It's only only three hours a week. <laughs> right. It's actually more like four hours a week now that I think about it. All right, it might be a little tough, but uh, please. <laughs> no, that's all I have. All right. Uh, well, I uh, I specifically try to search for a song that would um, be fitting towards today's um, theme or our topic. And the yeah. first thing that came to mind was Superstition, which was originally written by, I believe, Stevie Wonder, or at least he's the one that made it famous. But, yeah. you know, we try to cover artists and musicians from around the world, not just America, mm-hmm. uh, the United States of America. So... Um, I found a really awesome cover by Sergio Mendes and Brazil 77 of Stevie Wonder's Superstitious. Dude, this is by far one of the funkiest songs I've ever heard. Like this song and it's like it's got every aspect of funk going. It's got like the perfect backup singers. Mm-hmm. It's got that that funky baseline that um, yeah. Yes, it's got that powerful backup of of horns. Mm-hmm. This is straight up gas crisis, bell bottoms, quaaludes, <laughs> jive turkey speaking seventies. Like like this is the funk. Like it was so funky. Like I, you sent it to me the other day, and I was at work, and I was literally sitting there, and I was like, Ooh. yeah, it's great. I was like, what? This is the funkiest shit. I feel like I should be like this is I feel like I should be doing that like you know, that dance where you do like the extension of your oh, arm, yeah, like yeah, uh, your arm do goes the dis- back and yeah, forth. Do the, do the That's hustle. disco though, isn't it? Isn't that, that funk? Move? Isn't that all seventies? Like isn't that not all the same, but isn't that all from a similar era though? Like I mean 70- from a similar era, but I feel like it's straight up styles. disco yeah, maybe, but it is straight yeah, all right, maybe. But I'm saying I guess more what I'm getting at, it is clearly out of the seventies. Like I felt like I was right. watching oh, Shaft. For sure. Or like, um, or like uh, one of those black exploitation movies, right? 
<laughs> Cleopatra Brown or something like that. I loved it. And um, yeah, it was, it was, I mean, obviously most it's people are very. Uh, violin in it as well. Yes, it does, which is also mm-hmm. very, uh, I didn't realize that until you just mentioned that, but that is also very characteristic of those like super funky right. sort of uh, songs. And um, uh, obviously most most people know Superstition by Stevie Wonder. I mean, that's about as famous as a song can be as right. far as songs go. But uh, Sergio Mendes, he's uh, a legend in his own right. Oh, for sure. Uh, put a great put a great twist on it with his band. Yeah, it's and, awesome. Um, I remember the I first heard of Sergio Mendes from when he did a song with uh, the Black Eyed Peas. Well, they sampled uh, his song. Oh, that's right. But he they was like also featured on it. Right. They sampled it and he was featured on it. Right. Yeah, that but yeah, was the big one. I, that's a good mm-hmm. point. I, I, didn't, I didn't even realize that until much later. I mean, I knew that, but I, I didn't know that when it first came and, out. I was, and a lot of, yeah, a lot of like that 12. music is just awesome. Like he's done Beatles covers, all sorts of great stuff. I, mean, I didn't know. His, uh-huh. I, I always saw him as like a bossa nova-y kind of, kind of like jazzy guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he had that level of funk in him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, granted, once again, I only really, all of this is also coming from... <laughs> A song, his that one song that the uh, Black Eyed uh, Peas repopularized because Mas- he they, uh, they Nada. Uh huh. Yeah, but uh-huh. so I always just pictured him as more of a jazzy bossa nova guy, and right. I was like, "This is Sergio Mendes." I was like, "This shit is the funkiest yeah. of funk." It's good. So clearly, I love it. I've, I've I've been saying the same thing over and over again, but good choice, man. And obviously, very suiting, uh, fitting for. Did we say Sergio Mendes is from Brazil? By the way, I don't yeah. know if we ever even mentioned that. Brazil. That's right. Yeah, which we've got a lot of Brazil com- uh, uh, recently, mm-hmm. but they they they've got a rich musical culture over there. It's a giant yeah, country, do. a lot of lot of culture, a lot of variation in culture there too. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So for all of our listeners out there, check out our song of the pod, "Superstition" by Sergio Mendes and the Brazil Seventy Seven. Now the we're show. Gonna, now we're gonna switch gears. You jive turkeys. That's right. We're going to switch gears, and I have a check word of the pod for you all, and for you as well, Jared. And the all word right. is prosenets. Any idea what prosenets. that means? I remember you used to have a check word of the pod that was prosim. Yep. It's not I don't remember. prosim. Prosim okay. is please, or you're welcome. Okay, because I was wondering if there if that um, prefix had any similarity. Um, I don't f- but if it's just so, please, then I'd assume not. I mean, I don't know the language, right? But I, you know, I thought I don't remember what protein was. I just remember you did say that one. I, I mean, hey, even even though I don't remember what it was, I'm still kind of impressed that I remembered that word pretty well. Yeah. So um, pros- sorry, prosenets. Any guesses? Can you give me a clue? Um, I'm trying to think I of think a clue. You can. I'm Better trying to think of a clue. <laughs> well, I think any clue I'll give you will be a pretty dead giveaway. Um, well, Slipping here. on gator pits it's, it's after a, the last clue. It's a it's a it's a month in the year. Oh, December. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Prosinets is December since it is uh, now December. I figured it would be cool to uh, have that be our check word of the pod for today. Do you know? Do you know? Can you go through the months? Oh, you you're, re- you're really gonna do I this mean, to me? I I, I would I, I would not. I can have I can tell sp- you I can tell you October November December. Okay, because I will not fault you for not knowing it. That is, right. you know, it's tough. I'm pretty sure yeah. October, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's um, Rijen. Listopad is November, and obviously Prosenets is um, December. See, that's the thing, is there's no relation to English there. Right, so like, right. I, I, I spent a lot of time learning French and German, 
And um, both of those languages, uh, all, most of the months sound very similar to right. Are are are, are you know derivations of 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 one another. Right. And so, like, those are way easier to learn. Mm-hmm. Oh, I I agree. But that you're learning a whole new you're learning whole new sounds. Yeah. Oh yeah. New sounds, uh, completely different words with like, no related etymologies with English. Yeah, right. It's way different. So yeah, usually when I when I see a new Czech word, it's kind of just a shot in the dark. Um, sometimes based on context, <laughs> I can guess it, but usually it's just a shot in the dark. Well, hey, uh, I like that you're taking those shots in the dark. I remember when you first got there and you were talking about how you hated having to speak, uh, having to go places where you might have to speak. Right. Yeah, and now now I try, but yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I got two original jokes for you. Ah, oh, yes, my favorite. So here we go. What can be worse bad luck than breaking a mirror? Looking in one. Oh, oh that, that, that <laughs> might even be a better, better punchline than mine. But uh, what can uh, be worse uh, bad luck than breaking a mirror? Breaking a condom. <laughs> Yours is better. Yours is better. Uh, mine's like a good roast joke, but yours is actually a good. Uh, yours is a good joke, right? I should have maybe said something like, uh, "What can give you long or like a longer time of bad no. luck than seven years?" No, 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 no. no you no. think it's good as it is? I, I I like your idea of incorporating seven years in there, right. but it's too wordy already. That's it was true. already getting too wordy. That's I true. like that it's just to the point, right? All right, and, and and everyone knows that bringing condoms unlucky, no matter for how long. <laughs> right, for sure, for sure. Even if they're not pregnant, it's still like, oh fuck. Oh, it's really scary. Absolutely. All right, so my last original for you is: What did the Italian man say after the owl flew into his house? Oh, I don't know. Oh no, who will die in my family now? <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> I don't know if I fully get that. What do you mean? This was a reference to, in Italy, it's a superstition that if an owl flies into your house, a family member oh, will die. Oh, oh, then oh, owls oh. go who? So that was okay. That was my train of thought on that battle. If it was my household, uh, the saying would be, Many freghista. <laughs> Hope it's me. No, right. I'm kidding. That's terrible. <laughs> like, that's a real dark joke. <laughs> that, that is, that's true. That is true. <laughs> Well, Jared, I think it's time to uh, give our listeners a little quote of the pod. And I have one today from um, Judith Vorst, who is an American writer, newspaper journalist. Who dat? And also a psychoanalyst researcher. And she's also very well known for humorous, observational poetry and for children's literature. I've never heard that combination before. Humorous, observational poetry. Yeah. Interesting, right? Anyways, I, I, okay. Uh, um, so this quote from Judith Vorst is: uh, "Superstition is foolish, childish, primitive, and irrational. But how much does it cost you to knock on wood?" Yeah, I mean that's exactly how I feel about it. Yeah, me too. Or it's like everything in my head and and like and everything I've learned has taught me that there's no rational. Like there's no rationality to believing in anything superstitious because right. that's th- that's not how the world works. Right. And even if there is like an, a higher power, do you think this higher power is just playing games with you, <laughs> just fucking with you like that? Right. Um. But yeah. But it's like, well, you know, it also doesn't hurt not to do that. Exactly. I thought that quote would be a good encapsulation of. Uh, and that's what I'm saying. It can't hurt not to listen to uh, the untranslated. I'm not saying you will true. die. But I'm also saying it can't hurt not to. 
Yeah, you're not wrong. Is that a risk you're really willing to take? That's true. Well, speaking of listening to the Untranslatable podcast, we would like to thank you all for your support and uh, uh, listening to our podcast, following us on Instagram. And if you haven't yet, please follow us at Untranslatable Podcast. Uh, You can check out Jared's hilarious tweets at Untranslatable1 on Twitter. Also, shoot us an email with any of your untranslatables. We also want to know if there is an English untranslatable for, what was it, if your butt is infected? Oh, um, uh, sorry, let me scroll back up and see. Hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) Uh, um, Trying to cure someone else when you have an infected butthole. Apan gant hawaii duset ke kad dawai. So let us know if you can think of any English translatables uh, or English phrases that uh, relate to that. Translatables, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They know. They know what I mean. Here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, we would love to hear from you. Please uh, send us a message uh, on Instagram, Twitter, or email us at untranslatablepodcast@gmail.com. We really appreciate it, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. So now we hope uh, we can bring you all some good luck by enlightening you on some of these interesting superstitions around the world. So we thank you and until next time.